two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. I know, like, we tried to swear this off. What was it, like, three seasons ago now? We said we weren't going to talk about the weather. But what's the weather like over there in old Alamosa? Oh, it's dreary and cloudy and gray. It's a wonderful day to be a wizard. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, autumn is definitely here um, in the Midwest. Yeah, like mid to low 70s. We got a little rain the other day. Um, so, yeah, her, her, hooray that summer is over. <laughs> yeah, good riddance. Good riddance. Uh, but we do have, at least here in my Wizard's Tower, I do have an, another sort of special ray of sunshine uh, that's come in, and a and uh, a, a first time guest, a first time ah! guest joining us. <laughs> you probably hear. So from because yeah, it's the Sunshine State, right? Yeah, I think Florida is the Sunshine. Isn't state. that what it is? I don't know. I should have. Yeah. Well, this is the other yeah. thing too. Like I was like, oh no, uh, don't worry about like any, doing any prep or anything like that. We're just chill. <laughs> And then here I am asking you, like, oh, what's the Sunshine State, Lindsay? Is that you? Um, but uh, but no, we are joined. We are joined by my very good friend, uh, Lindsay. So, Lindsay, hello. Welcome to the Two Wizards Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think any state I'm in is the Sunshine State. Well, that's, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, I think that's fair. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, she's up visiting me and the Mrs. Wizard. Uh, and we thought, what better, you know, hey, wouldn't it be great to have a, uh, a guest join us on this episode of... The Two Wizards Podcast. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. And my name's Lindsay Jean, and I was an orchid once. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, so, so right. We we've been talking about that. So, like when uh, when Jake was on uh, a couple years back, he what he said he was like a dirt mage. Isn't that he it? was a dirt sorcerer? Or, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, dirt dirt sorcerer. And then Johnny uh, was Featherbottom the mage, right? The- uh, Featherbottom the dog quaffer. Oh, that's right. I think is what he's referred to himself as, yeah. Quaffer? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, that's, so, okay, so yeah, we have Lindsay here. Uh, well, and we, we've already established that uh, my Mrs. Wizard is a uh, technomancer. So I guess, Lindsay, what sort of, like, what, what sort of, like, magical, a bit like, are you thinking more like kind of sorceress? Are you an enchantress of some sort? What do you? I feel like when you said enchantress... My whole soul was like, "Yes, you're okay. an enchantress." <laughs> okay, so yeah, we have we have Lindsay, uh, Jean, the the orchid enchantress, joining us on on this episode, and uh, uh, yeah, and this is one that I'm going to be kind of taking taking lead on. Uh, I, I thought I was going to go one direction, but then I realized, like, no, wait, this is this is even better. I have I have a complete so I like scrapped my episode outline, going to go a brand new direction. So. Listeners, you know how like frantic I sound when it's my turn to lead an episode, and I'm going to be like doubly that. <laughs> uh, just just fair, fair warning. But before we get into that, we have some important business to attend to, and Lindsay is even already anticipating this. Mark, we have to talk about what is in our wizard's cups. What are we drinking this week? So, buddy, what do you have with you? No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I've already started. Sorry. <laughs> a, listen, no, like we both pregame like crazy, so okay. it's, it's totally fine. Uh, Mark, but what do, what do you have with you... Um, uh, for this recording session. Um, I was a bad wizard. I was a lazy wizard. I didn't go to the liquor store <laughs> like I should have, but don't worry because my Mrs. Wizard has Eddie line raspberry wheat beer. 
Well, and Mark, I have mentioned this before, and talk about the stars aligning, talking about the serendipity. Eddie Line Brewing has a special place for you because they make delicious beer and a special place for me because they make delicious beer. And also, Lindsay, Lindsay I've, I've shared this story before, but you can you can retell it. What What is Eddie Line Brewery? What's the special connection that you have to them? Okay, well, I don't know, but I was surprised that you even knew but my cousin does the artwork for a lot of their seasonal beer so when he said that my face like lit up and i was like wait what this this happens all the time really yeah there's like constantly like just again the stars aligning the spheres are resonating so yeah marcus yeah Yeah, jesse crock he's the artist and he has his artwork all over one of their breweries and it's all over their cans Lindsay, this is amazing that, again, the, the, the universe aligning, Mark happens to be drinking uh, a beer that has a special connection for you. Mm-hmm. So so what are you drinking? What is in your oh. sorceress's ch- ch- chalice? I, I mean, we've already done chalices, but this is her first time, so she can have her sorceress chalice, Give me right? my chalice, damn it. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is also a first because at the, the beer store around the yeah. corner, mm-hmm. I do uh, gluten the gluten-free life, and so I don't get to drink a lot of beer. And I have been on the hunt for a pumpkin ale for years that was mm. gluten-free. And we the guy at the, the place when your wife and I went, he was like, it's the first time they've ever had it. And so I'm drinking Lunar Harvest Pumpkin Ale, which is gluten-free from Goatfish Brewing Company. And I've had so many of these yeah. in the yeah, last few days. It is disgusting. But I'm, well, yeah, and, I'm not and stopping like, now. Yeah, and like have made like at least awesome. at least a couple trips to like buy buy some more, right? Because yeah. the, yeah. they only come in four packs. And little did you know, Lindsay, that Mark is a huge fan of pumpkin beer. So like... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's like we yeah. almost planned this except not at all and that's what made, made it magical and then here's silly old me i don't have anything special to <laughs> offer i'm just drinking good old pabst blue ribbon pbr uh because everybody loves pbr <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an old-timey like commercial you know because yeah. like, breakdown because everybody loves pbr yeah, that's, that's and that's do. when you make the sound. Yeah, well yeah. oh you, you you just wait for it so oh. so mark here's on you Lindsay. here's on you cheers good buddy and good man yes Cheers. Oh, yeah. There we go. I'm, I'm glad I chose beer, because normally it'd be like whiskey or something, and that's not a fun sound. It's just like crack of I the mean, lid. What, I, but that's all. But, y- yes, the fun is in the sound, but also the fun is in the drinking. Uh, and so, Amen Lindsay. Yes, it is. You, you've already attested uh, just how wonderful this, this pumpkin ale is. And I've had a sip or two along the way, and it's great. Mark, how's that? You said it was what again? Like a raspberry something or other? Yeah, raspberry weed out of Eddie Line. Okay. It's like their worst one. And Amanda bought it on a tangent. Yeah. And I was supposed to go to the liquor store today. I did a bunch of cleaning, took a bunch of crap, like, down three flights of stairs to the dumpster. Oh, yeah. And promptly blacked out on my couch at, like, three. And then I woke up when you texted me, and I was like, oh, shit, I have nothing. Well, Amanda's got bad beer. Huzzah! Yeah. No, I, again, man, sometimes so. sometimes that happens. And, and, yeah, you know, sometimes you 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 work all day. And uh, you you look to to reap the benefits of of your labor, and sometimes it works out great. Sometimes you get crappy rattlers from <laughs> crappy grapefruit oh, rattlers God. from whatever that other place was, Ralston Creek. Yeah, that's oh, right. I'll never Ralston forget. Ooh, uh, but here we are. We are. <laughs> what is this? Two years later, and I'm still mad. Yeah, about no, it. totally. Um, okay, so 
with that sort of in mind, Mark, I, I did not share our topic uh, with you. Lindsay, I haven't shared it with you, but you're sitting right next to me and you can read my notes. But I'm trying so, not to. So no cheating. <laughs> um, but Mark, yes, so it is. I, I know I sort of broke our gentleman's agreement, uh, our wizard's agreement to, to avoid discussing the weather because we kept doing that because, yes, we're old men, but we're not that old uh, where we just talk about the weather. Uh, but it is. But yeah, there's this like kind of changing of the seasons where we're out of summer and we're getting into autumn and uh, 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 we are we are doing all these all these th- things and reaping the fruits of our labor. And I know I just said that a minute ago. And so, so so what what could we possibly be talking about this week? We're talking about agriculture. We're talking about the magic and the mystery of, hey, I'm going to put this shit in the ground and see if it grows and then see if I can eat it. <laughs> it blows my mind. Okay. Okay. Why does it blow your mind? Because you put a seed in the ground or you don't and you have random right. corn growing on the side of a fucking hill. Like, <laughs> that's why. It's so weird. Well, but that, okay, so that was also, like I, like I mentioned, I, I, I kind of called an audible. I, I was going to go a different direction uh, for, with this episode, but then I realized. So as Lindsay has been up visiting, uh, uh, some of her family they just recently, like two years ago, yeah, we were just talking about. This, they they bought a farm, uh, two two hundred forty yes. acres, yes, in the southern part of Ohio, and actually that's where all three of us, Lindsay and the Mrs. Wizard and I, we took a day trip down there yesterday, and uh, and, and and we got to experience that. Uh, we got to see all these goats and uh, like shitty, like mean donkeys and things. The donkeys, just the male donkey is horny. He's yeah, not no, that's mean. Also he's too. just like he's just horny. He's very aggressive. Yes, he is. I I I stay away from him, and I'm toy size for him. Like, it's <laughs> terrifying. And, and then it did. Like, I mean, much like with our beverage selection, selections, it, it all just kind of like coalesced at that moment i was like no that's it like we're going to talk about agriculture because that's that's definitely like a a, a magic thing uh and Lindsay is also i think pretty well experienced to jump into this conversation because like you you grew up like half on a farm right you spent yeah my dad had a farm Mm -hmm. so i grew up on a farm and he still has the farm and then my mom bought a farm and then mark and i keep talking about finding an abandoned decommissioned missile silo and it's like all right we'll just like buy that place and like start our like homestead our yeah. homestead podcast castle uh <laughs> so air bro and bro and brewery yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right yeah where it's, it's so it is i i realized like ah this is what this is what the universe wants us to, to talk about today so so Brilliant. we're gonna do the two wizardy kind of thing we're, we're gonna do like the old school kind of like farming through the ages we'll get into like I, I, we'll get into like some of truly what is this magical thing, just, just like Lindsay was saying. As we were taking a tour uh, of her mom's farm, just yesterday we were, you know, riding around in the in the uh, mule in the Kawasaki, right? The Wasn't side that? by side, yeah. Yeah, the side by side. If you say riding around in the mule, they're gonna think we tamed the horny donkey. Well, that's what we I was. Not, <laughs> we did not tame the horny donkey. We did to, but then yeah, like literally, like going around the mountain, uh, and then we all kind of stopped to like enjoy the view. And then I think it was Christine, like, looked behind her and said, like, hey, is that, like, wild corn growing on the side of this hill? And so we hiked up there. So, yeah, it's, it's all coming together. We're, we're doing that. We're, perfection. We're, we're, perfection. We're talking about all the things. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Lindsay shared a little bit. that Yeah, she grew up, spent a lot of time growing up on the farm. Uh, and we'll do our usual kind of thing. Like, Mark, what what experiences, if any, do you have, like, 
did you have either like extended family that because you know both of us being from Colorado that's you know it's pretty pretty prime agricultural area there like do, do you have any like aunts or uncles or or spent a summer like working out on on a ranch somewhere Mark have you ever planted a seed <laughs> oh no no never no not once <laughs> no um not a uh, not farm but um you know ranching definitely I have punch cattle many a time you know calving season in february is misery and inoculations is misery and castrating is misery and i am so glad to just be a non-agricultural person at this point in my life and then i've also worked on hay trucks and that is oh yeah second misery like uh, you've done hay trucks right josh yeah i so my my uh paternal grandparents uh my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side yeah they they also ranched and farmed forever uh they had they yeah like had a yeah they had a ranch up in uh, steamboat springs when my dad was growing up and so he I mm-hmm. mean, I mean that was that was his like high school was yeah getting up and taking care of the animals and uh bucking bales and and uh helping with i've 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 told you the story about my great great grandpa and uh, gelding season where he had the freshest of Rocky Mountain oysters. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and and so like so yeah like I it was yeah so so my grandparents had had that ranch up in Steamboat and then uh, when I was growing up they had moved to Wisconsin and they had a sheep farm they had a, had a pretty good sized sheep sheep ranch there and and so yeah like grade school doing family trips up there and. At least, like, with, like, the little, little kids, you give them some jobs, but, like, we, we, we weren't doing anything too crazy. I, I think Jake and I did a little mutton busting, kind of, like, just just for fun. <laughs> What's mutton busting? You don't know about, that's when... I don't know about mutton busting. Uh, <laughs> even, Why did you look at me like that? Well, <laughs> even Christine in the Ain't corner. but mutton busting. Ain't but mutton buster. <laughs> even she knows what that, because that, I was even going to say, like, we could bring the Mrs. Wizard in, because she grew up out in the sticks. And, like, right, you so, mutton busting? Not personally. What the fuck is my? Am I so, allowed to say the F word? Oh, sorry. No, you fucking can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so so like part of like rodeo, like yes, there's like the actual rodeo shows and things, and then like the like halftime entertainment is they get the little kids and they put like a hockey mask on them and like shoulder pads and they put them on on top of like rams, <laughs> okay. and then they like send them off and it's mutton busting. I remember like the clowns at rodeo; they like yeah. run around, and so mm-hmm. you were really the entertainment. They brought they're like we're not actually well, well no like okay so like not in any official capacity. It was just like still on the ranch. Like, oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, Jake and I right. would yeah, yeah like Jake would hop on one or I'd hop on one or. Something like that. So like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I can only see like you as you are now, but you're like six (laughs) and it's like you and you're like six foot five, Josh. And you're just like, all right, I'm ready to go. And like the sheep is just like, what? No, No, thank you. The sheep just runs between his legs and he just like sits. He's like, like, "Eh, I win. Well, this is, uh, (laughs) this is not exactly how I wanted it to go. How how I had it drawn up in my mind. So, so all that is to say that, that yes, each of us, I, I, and I think Lindsay by far has the most experience and and growing up and all that but 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 each of us can at least appreciate some of like yeah the the labor and the toil and the magic and the mystery of growing crops and like raising livestock and also realizing that yes there's that romantic part of it but good god i do not want to do that like i don't want (laughs) the romantic part is the eating part i feel like that's that's also true that's also very true romantic part is there (laughs) 
that's it. <laughs> that is that's it. So so yeah. So all of us, I think we we, we can contribute as we're talking about again, just like just part, just part of this wizardry that is agriculture. So I have to do my thing, uh, Mark. This word agriculture. Where do you think what? What language do you think gives us some of the root words of agriculture? And I see Lindsay, again, being a very good sport and pretending not to look at my notes here. Oh, yeah. No, I was pretending. That was my thinking face. Oh, that's your thinking face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, agriculture. Hooked on monics for me. <laughs> so, Mark, what, what language could this possibly come from? Oh, I don't know. Egyptian, yeah, or something, I don't know. Or or maybe it's English, and you know, agra, to, to, to go aggro, to get angry, yeah, and you're out there tilling the soil, and the donkey just run off, and you just, you know, yeah. queered your plow on a rock that was buried, and you're just real mad, and then culture, well, this is all you got going. It's a lifestyle of rage. Lifestyle of rage? I, I mean, truly. It feels accurate. Yeah, no, I think, I think that is absolutely it. Well... Well, of course, of course, uh, silly Mark, uh, being that that old joker that he is. Well, we get one of these uh, Greek and Latin kind of hybrid words here. So, uh, agri comes from this Greek word agros, which means field, uh, and then culture, and, and then like so many other things, the Romans just said like, "Oh, here's a Greek thing; it's mine now. I invented this." So they just took that word straight up. Um, but I made this. Yeah, I made this. Uh, and then they added their own part to it. Uh, cultura from the verb colere, which means to tend or to guard, and then also specifically to till and to cultivate. So it is. It's like the 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 tending of a field, the the gardening, the the tilling and the cultivation of it. That's that's where it is. So yeah, all all pretty standard stuff. You, you know, throughout history. Uh, we species, Homo sapiens, have been around, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years. And it was only comparatively very recently, uh, about 12,000 years ago, so circa uh, 10,000 BCE, uh, where we did this thing. We, we did the thing that's, that is, uh, instead of like chasing down food or like moving itinerantly and gathering crops, uh, someone realized like, oh, wait a sec, if we just like stay put long enough... Uh, these berries grow again. <laughs> Don't have to keep doing this whole this whole cycle here. Um, uh, so it's, yeah, that, and this was also roughly the the beginning of civilization. Um, and I don't just mean turn one when you're playing Sid Meier's Civ Civ Five because that is a starting tech. Like everybody starts off with agriculture uh, and can make farms. Um, but this is also very you know very very apropos. Uh, the little quote that appears with every time you research a technology in the Civilization games, they give you a little flavor text. Um, and for this one, uh, for Civ Five, Daniel Webster, quote, Where tillage begins, other arts follow. The farmers, therefore, are the founders of human civilization. Hmm. And All right. I think also, Lindsay... Yeah, Mark and I just constantly talk about playing this computer game. Oh, I have no Civ. clue what you're talking yeah. about. I just keep in my head, I keep thinking about um, Oregon Trail. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, planting the seeds. And then she died crossing the river. Like, I'm, I'm already, like, I'm dead. Oh, like, no, there you go. There you but go. that's what I'm relating it to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what was that whole thing? I mean, I'm going to get into, like, the Homestead Act later on. Because I think that is. I think that's very much a foundation or, like, a bedrock of like, yes, our American culture. Yeah, the like, go west, young man. Mm. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Homestead Act. But even right, like for these like ancient peoples, it was very much like, shit, I'm hungry. Uh, I got to find 
more land to plant stuff because oh god i'm so hungry <laughs> and then they fucked everything up and then they kind of did then they well the it, whole, like, yeah. i'm getting ahead probably well no but you're also anticipating exactly where we're going next so so yes uh for you uh entrepreneuring listeners if, if you want to follow the example of uh yeah the neolithic people well here are your eight uh founder crops here are like the eight like aha i'm i'm i'm, I'm now settled down in civilization uh with agriculture the 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 eight uh very important crops during this time are emmer wheat einkorn wheat hold barley peas lentils bitter vetch chickpeas and flax bitter vetch yeah i, I guess it's like another sort of like kind of a legume like peas or lentils oh, or something okay. like that yeah i didn't know either okay that makes me feel better i was like, Ugh. <laughs> was like what the shit <laughs> yeah but, add um... that to my grocery list <laughs> but then okay so i mean hey uh we're still eating wheat uh still have like peas every once in a while mm-hmm. beans beans are yummy Peas are so high in protein. Right. I eat a lot of peas, like ground peas, mm-hmm. regular peas, chickpeas. Split pea soup. Split pea soup. Yeah, man. So high good. in protein. Well, or, and like even like go all the way back uh, uh, to the Bible because it's uh, Jacob and Esau, right? That like uh, Jacob's like, hey, brother, that's a mighty fine bowl of lentil soup you have there. Boy, I'm sure hungry. Uh, or no, no, wait, I was, I was getting that backward. It's Jacob who has the bowl of lentil soup. And his brother Esau comes in. He's like, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm so hungry I could eat some lentil soup. And then Jacob's like, hey, brother, tell you what, I'm, I'll be happy to give you this bowl of lentils. Uh, if you, you know, just got to make it fair. Let's like trade something. Uh, so just like give me your birthright and your like kingdom. And then you can have this bowl of soup. Yep. And, that makes sense. And he takes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he takes it. That's how valuable those that produce is what did you call it? it's not produce the eight what uh the eight founder crops crops yeah i don't know i'd give up a lot of things for lentils but <laughs> i don't know about that yeah maybe maybe not your birthright which yeah i think i think even as hungry as you are uh out in the levant 10,000 bc right yeah you might you might want to have a little more um a little more foresight than that but uh, but those aren't the only crops. Uh, when we uh, pop over to uh, the to the uh, uh, East East Asia, uh, rice is being domesticated in China around 6200 BCE, followed by mung, soy, and azuki beans. So again, this like natural pairing of grains uh, and beans. And they're all so high in protein. Like they're so nutritious. Like yeah. everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. We're not eating enough of them, I can tell you that. Like, <laughs> Or, yeah, like getting it from other sources. Right, right yeah. yeah. Well, and then... Like synthesized sources, you mean. Well, they're true. Like shit sources. Yeah, that's also that's also true. Because, um, yeah, like... Uh, uh, I know this is like the third or fourth time I've asked you, Mark. Like, what's the Japanese yokai that, that, that washes the red beans? Uh, Zuki Arai. Yeah. Shoki, shoki, shoki. Wash my so, beans. So, is that who you're talking about? So, what's that one called again? The Azuki. Azuki Arai. Which. The red bean washer. Which, and I just mentioned, uh, the Hmong soy and Azuki beans. Holy shit. Yokai confirmed. So, yeah. So, that's what's going on in, in uh, East Asia. Uh, in Africa, there's sorghum being domesticated uh, around 3000 BCE. And then soon followed by yams, cow peas, 
um, which are, I guess are another sort of, again, like pea, bean, lentil, legume thing. Uh, watermelon, okra, black-eyed peas, uh, and plantains. Uh, and I think we can call this the start of the Fergalicious diet. Fergalicious. <laughs> what? Fergalicious black-eyed peas and plantains give me cow peas. Oh my gosh, wait, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> wait, the watermelon got me on that one. Watermelon? That's like the first fruit we have in there. Irvin, I don't know if it's a fruit. Yeah. That was like like the first thing you said that I was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I would eat that. (laughs) I would eat the shit out of that. Also, welcome to the Two Wizards podcast where Mark and I just eat everything. You eat everything? Well, yeah, like whenever weird topic we're talking about, we always take like at least a two minute break and say, I would eat that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would eat. I just made some like ball or beef barley stew. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. There you go. We're all drinking a lot of, like, the byproducts or and product even, directly of what you're saying. Yeah, uh, listeners, go back and uh, check out our homebrewing episode where we do, we talk about during this time period, yes, we're, uh, uh, we collectively are getting all these crops and grain uh, to kind of make bread, but also to make beer. And yes, that's absolutely, well, and, and you're even going the extra step having this pumpkin ale. Look at I you know, go. extra mile. And I mean, without the, the gluten the wheat and yeah yeah look at that this taken, it's just it's, it's probably sorghum i don't know i'll come back to i'll come back to the okay yeah on what we do that the hell is um continent can i also oh, just yeah. really quick not to cut you out well to cut you off no, but Lindsay, i am so damn jealous of you and your pumpkin beer um <laughs> as you should be. i know you i know you remember alamosa yeah and how there's nothing down here i would trade my birthright for a solid pumpkin <laughs> beer i tell you what we need to get we need to get mark from um the brewery, no, not the brewery. Oh God. No, uh, oh, well, yeah, because it was Square Peg. Square Peg. Well, no, Peg. No, 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 it was Square Peg. They changed. And then they got, yeah, they, they got like sued by like. There's apparently like a vineyard uh, out in California that's called Square Peg. Ah, so now it's geez. like it's like round, yeah, it's, Spare Keg or something now. Spare Keg. Yeah. Well, he. I talked to Mark not too long ago. Well, maybe a year ago now, actually, and he was saying that they could essentially make all their beers gluten free. Is yeah. that true? That yeah, yeah. There's like a there, there's, there's like a, a protein or something. Yeah, yeah. there's some additive. So, so Mark and Mark, Mark, get on Mark to like get Mark some get pumpkin spice. Yeah, get some, ale, get some pumpkin ale. Something or another. And it says here it's made from millet and buckwheat, but they must do. Holy shit! You mean one of the eight starter or founder crops? <laughs> yes. Millet? The next ingredient is rice. <laughs> and the next is rice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, so. So, so yeah, I, I, I guess I also sort of glossed over that in our intro. So, yes, uh, uh, Lindsay, the uh, orchid enchantress, um, is also familiar with the, uh, with the pits and perils of living in Alamosa, Colorado. And oh, am I ever? <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. So, uh, well, and, and, but even Alamosa, that, that is an agricultural region. There's, there's, there's tons Huge. of barley. There's tons potatoes. of potatoes. Yeah, my, my uncle uh, has has several potato fields as well. And, I, and I've worked some summers um, helping him with harvest and all that too. So. Oh, and the climate though, it's so unique because of the Alpine Valley and all yeah. of the, you know, it's a desert, but yet they have wetlands. Like there's so much unique yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, climate shit. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not the one for the words here. I just know. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're exactly right. There's so much climate shit there. Uh, so, uh, but also... A, I, I think a comparable uh, climate uh, constant jumping is uh, in South America. This is where we get, and, and again, look at us making this transition without even realizing it. In South America, this is where we get the potato, which oh. was domesticated between uh, 8,000 and 5,000 BCE, uh, as well as other beans, squash, tomato, peanuts, and coca, 
Uh, so that is also when we see the domestication of this plant that would eventually produce cocaine. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Back to the college days. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't know anything about that. So yeah, I'll, I, I also just like picture like, man, look at this vast Incan civilization. How could it, you know, find the energy to uh, to make these like ornate terrace farms? <laughs> And meanwhile, they're just they're just zipping right along. It they explains have these... so much. Like, look at South America and how intricate. I mean, the Egyptians like they had it going on too. Well, yeah, like yeah, that, that's but, also true. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I recently started buying the cacao pods from a which market. are different. Not not coca. The cacao pod. It's a different Wait, what thing. What is the difference? Was well, one a leaf <laughs> and one's a pod? Yeah, like a bean to make chocolate yes okay so the pods yeah the bean that yeah, yeah. Chocolate is what i'm talking about yes um, but, and you're talking is yours you're just buying straight coca yeah, leaves. <laughs> like, what kind of farmer's market are I you i have going a terrible to? dealer i need yeah, that yeah. Come on down to florida i'll, I'll give you the yeah, mark. Come on, pop on down if you don't mind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course of, of course it's in florida um, right yeah uh but also i would be remiss if i glossed if, if, if i skipped over this one uh also from south america central america is the mighty maize, aka what what we just call corn, uh, oh. that was yeah so selectively bred. So already by this time, humans are like doing selective breeding and like, hey, this this plant seems to be doing better and like having more yield. Let's do more of this one. Let's gather these seeds. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, so that was already happening again like ten thousand years ago, like eight thousand BCE. God damn. We haven't come that far. True. No, truly. <laughs> like truly. besides, like trying to cross pollinate them and like mm-hmm. muck shit up. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like the rice still happening. Yeah. Like that's a staple, right? The corn, but we're taking them from different countries and trying to to raise, grow them in areas that they aren't. Yeah, yeah that, that they're not adapted to. Right. But then we realized, no, we'll just like make Frankenstein plants and like graft this thing that isn't. Yeah, like graft the like fruit producing part of this plant that's not native to an area. We'll graft it on something that is native to it, and then horrors beyond human comprehension. <laughs> I know, no, but that's where I think. <laughs> I think that that's where we get a lot of these like allergies and different situations that are showing up. Could be because yeah. we're trying to we're bringing these species into to areas and cross pollinating, and then you get into the whole. Which I don't know if you're playing, but you know, trying to prevent. Um, disease and all of this yeah. by adding chemicals to them and and all of that but it's um well because you just got back from overseas they say like the to have the bread there the pasta there. Mm-hmm. that's what christine was just talking about earlier all the yeah. you guys just had too much pasta you had to take a break <laughs> poor you guys just the worst yeah. uh but that it's like more um traditional like still pure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it too. And especially, right, especially when we get into like this like globalized, hey, we're growing so many things, but just to like ship them as opposed to like feeding our domestic population. Yeah, that's yeah. a whole... Because did you whole... say anything about North America in these yet? I haven't quite. Well, because okay. it, it's primarily... So yeah, like I think primarily we see a lot of the more settling down agriculture. Yeah, in like the Fertile Crescent and Asia and South America... I think it's I think like nomadic tribes and hunter gatherers were still pretty prevalent through most parts of North America. I mean, I mean, there's some places where like, of course, yeah. When when the pilgrims eventually showed up, they were taught how to plant corn uh, by the Iroquois there, right? Wasn't that it? 
Yeah. Well, and like Anasazi had the beans. Yeah, true. You know what? Ten thousand years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I am hitting most of the highlights here. But, but yeah, I think. Yeah, I think primarily in the Americas we see a lot more. Yeah, like corn and beans mm-hmm. uh, and squash, and then. You know, a couple thousands of years later, the Spanish show up as like, okay, you're still going to grow this stuff, but now we're going to take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they brought stuff with them, right? To like, again. Yeah, like smallpox. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which like we are here to. And God. Yeah. And God. And, and, and God, God. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah. Yeah, I'm here for this conversation. That is, that is absolutely <laughs> true, too. Okay, so we, we have been primarily talking about uh, various plants and things, but that is not to do any disservice to, to all the livestock. So, yes, uh, 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 pigs were starting to be domesticated around 9,000 BCE in Mesopotamia. Since the dawn of fucking time. Since the dawn of time. The... Pigs. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. All that means is that, like, so through is a through line, again, hitting another through line. You know, what's the first thing we do? Figure out how to brew beer and party. What's the second thing we figure out how to do? Make bacon. Make That's bacon. it. That's the human. Yeah. That is literally the yeah. human-like scope. Yeah. Beer, bacon, let's go Yeah, already. exactly. Precisely. Precisely. Uh, followed fairly closely, uh, cows, again, being selectively bred from the wild aurochs. Uh, but the cows started uh, being domesticated in uh, Turkey and India, circa uh, 8500 BCE. Uh, I also just love this because this makes total sense to me. There's some there's some controversy about when chickens were domesticated. <laughs> we're not those, a, yeah, really. when did those devils come on the planet? <laughs> right. So, so when did we develop hot wing technology, Josh? Uh, that is. So we're we're looking roughly <laughs> roughly six thousand BCE. Uh, and in Southeast Asia, of all places, and then the chicken sort of migrates west. Because I was thinking, like, well, no, like the Greeks had chickens, didn't they? But it all starts. It all start, starts in like Southeast Asia, and then through onto China, huh. and then uh, India by 2000 BCE, and we and like it just took off from there. So yes, by the time we got to like the Greeks that I'm familiar with, yeah, they had chickens. But uh, yeah, so the next time you have some, I guess more, um, yeah, like Sriracha. Uh, uh, flavored wings that's maybe a little more aligned with the foundation of domesticated chickens domesticated all right, chickens all right yeah the chicken or the well I'm just thinking there's so many things we could go with the chicken or the egg here uh, with true. like Asia also like who was first like, yeah no th- it, that is oh my is, look at you I know wah, I wah. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh this is so intriguing to me. Roosters are evil. That's all. I yes. Have to say. No. Yeah. Because because you because your mom has like attacked me. Well, yeah, they do. Like I've... aggressively. Mm-hmm. When I lived there by myself on the farm, they would. I'd, I'd go out and be like, "I have food for you. I'm here for for you." Yeah, I'm doing and this for you. They'd be like, "No, I want to poke your eyes out and try to crawl <laughs> up me," and they pin me in the corner, and I'd be by myself with like this container of eggs that i was collecting and it was a whole yeah it's a whole thing and so yeah even despite eight thousand years of having the chickens like we we still don't have that part figured out yet no why are (laughs) they attacking me i'm feeding you you gotta show them dominance you you gotta look them in the eye you gotta give them a backhand keep your pimp hand strong and say we're not right listen that's right go elsewhere friend that's where i messed up right there my pimp hand was weak that day was weak that day yeah but um oh so i had i we had Oh shit! What, eighty rooster? Well, eighty chickens in high school. Maybe, maybe ten of those were roosters. 
and nine out of the ten were real cool. And then we had this other one. It was a it was a Mexican like the the, the breed was a Mexican fighting cock. Oh no way! And he was the biggest dickhead. <laughs> and we ended up having to kill him. But then that one got another one pregnant. Oh, so and it was... its son was the coolest. Oh rooster no I've way! Had. Like I used to like look at it. I'd be like, yo, I'd, we named him Brute, and I'd go Brute, and I'd tap my shoulder, he'd jump up on my shoulder like a parrot. <laughs> He was my buddy. I'd sit there and like rub on his waddles, and he just oh. it was he was the that's best guy. like the greatest redemption arc. Yeah, uh. <laughs> seriously, and it's always just the one. I swear yeah. you're right because it was never multiple roosters attacking me at once. Like there were no gangbangs happening. It was just like the one <laughs> the one rooster would come at me, and that was enough. I was like, fine, like fuck you guys and your eggs. I threw them all back at them one time. I was like, and I wasn't allowed to kill this one rooster because my nephew had some attachment to it, and I was like, well, get drive your ass five yeah. hours down here and you take care of it because I'm about to off this by this well, guy. and 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 I've shared the story with you, Mark, uh, where. Yeah, again, my dad, when he was growing up in uh, uh, Steamboat Springs uh, on the ranch, they also had, you know, a flock of chickens. And there's the one asshole rooster that would torment my Uncle Mark. Okay, how many Marks have we talked about this? I have an Uncle Mark, too. You do have an Uncle Mark, too. Yeah. And so then one day, Grandma was was over it. And she told Grandpa, look, you, you got to kill this rooster because I'm tired of it picking on my little boy. And so Grandpa got out. Or no, no. Grandma got out there. She was sick of it. Uh, got her, got her shotgun, plinked it off of the porch. They had a nice chicken dinner that night. <laughs> Come to find out, she actually shot the one nice rooster and the evil. Oh no! <laughs> the evil one lived. The on. evil one lived on. So then I think by that point, Grandpa just got a hatchet and said, "Okay, here we go." That fresh uh, chicken is delicious, though. And it is. It's delicious. It yeah. is so good. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so yes, uh, so so all of this is going on. All this is going on uh, approximately ten to 12,000 years ago. And it's just like you're saying, Lindsay, how, the, the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Chickens are still assholes. We still eat beans. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and so we see uh, about, uh, yeah, like three to 5,000 years later, we see... Uh, the Neolithic Revolution, a.k.a. the first agricultural revolution around 7500 BCE, where we get exciting new technologies. We have researched the tech tree um, and we start to get things like <laughs> irrigation and crop rotation and fertilizers. And holy cow, it only took us 5000 years to figure that out. No, it's terrible, though. Crop <laughs> rotation? Okay, so growing up on the farm, we would we would rotate crops so much like both of well, you. Well, okay, also, but but why, Lindsay? Tell us why is crop rotation so important? I think, oh, well, it's important because you want the soil to rejuvenate itself and you want it to have the nutrients in order to um, provide what's necessary to protect the crops, to grow the crops, all of that. You don't want to um, Right, like if you just keep growing. Yeah. yeah, like if you just keep growing corn in this one plot, right. then after so many years, it, you, you, it's pulling all the nutrients out and then your yields get worse and then it's like worthless. Correct, yeah. So you rotate the field so that it's a different crop. You know, you had hay and we would have, personally, we would have hay, winter wheat, um, different types of corn. So we had uh, field corn, which is really hard. That's mm -hmm. what you feed your animals typically. Right, right. Um, and then you had sweet corn, which is what humans would typically eat. You have uh, what was called Indian corn. I don't know what it's called now, but it's more for like decoration. It's very colorful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, and so uh, we had soybeans, but we would rotate the fields every couple of years. But at some point, like, we were still using the same fields after like 60 years or 100 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, like, it's like, 
Nah, I think the soil's pretty destroyed at this point. Like, I think we well, need a new farm to rotate. Like, yeah, and, and, and also there's... <laughs> yeah, like... Hey, guys, crazy crazy yeah. idea here. Hey, that's a, that could be cool, like, Airbnb or something where you just, like, rotate farms. Like, the people from England, bring, let's, like, really fuck this shit up. Like, you bring your beans from England... Right, yeah. Whatever. Invasive species be damned. It'll it'll yeah. make for a good right. Well, but also it's all gonna get here at some point. I know, Monsanto who? Like screw you. <laughs> <laughs> well and Roll the dice, spin the wheel, let's yeah. go. <laughs> fun. Well and and I think also kind of included in crop rotation is, is every so often you just let a, a field lie fallow. And you don't. You're supposed to. Yeah. You're supposed. You, again, you're supposed to. But, but what, as a farmer, though, if you have a bad year, yeah, it's then, understandable that you wouldn't let it. Yeah, you got to make be, that money. Gotta, yeah, got to pay them bills. Well, and that's not the only thing. I, I mean, we've kind of hinted, but um, hey, for all the benefits of this new agrarian lifestyle, well, there, there, it's not all sun, sunshine and rainbows. There are some drawbacks. So this more sedentary. Hey, we're not tracking deer. We're not, you know, combing through the underbrush looking for roots and stuff. Uh, this more sedentary lifestyle uh, and, and this diet that becomes more fixed and maybe slightly less varied or a lot less varied um, is comparatively it's higher in carbohydrates. It's lower in fiber. It's lower in various micronutrients. Uh, I think especially iron uh, and protein. Like you were singing the praises of like, hey, peas, protein. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, goddamn, you need it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these people are not taking shits. Well, right. Like yeah, they're-, <laughs> they're, they're not taking shits. Uh, their teeth are falling out. They're, they're having tooth decay. Uh, they, they're also having an increase in body fat, uh, a decrease in average height. So they're, so, so we're losing, we're losing that too. Yeah. Um, and because there's these other organisms that you're like keeping in one place, well, Hey, here's all these infectious diseases that you didn't have to deal with before. Um, and specifically, Hey, this, you know, great livestock. This is awesome. But now I have influenza, and I have smallpox, and I have measles, and I have salmonella. This sucks. Okay, so I was recently... Oh, yeah, render pests, like, fucked everything right, yeah. up. Like, cattle destroyed the world. Yeah, yeah just out of that one. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I totally cut you off, Lindsay. No, did you say render pest? Render pest? It's what, like, started everything. It came out of cattle, and that's what started, like, all the, the like, smallpox. And then from that, it exploded into anything else. I had no idea. No, yeah, I was just saying, like, that's that's a lot of the issues we have now in the U.S. I was listening to something recently about, I don't know, we have, like, the USDA, and then we have, not OSHA, but something else that takes yeah. care of the food. Yeah. Uh, the two food. The, one's, the, like, plants, uh, one's meat. Right. FDA? The F- FDA? Yeah, sure. And <laughs> so, either way, they don't communicate with one another, so we no longer really have, like, an uh, E. coli or salmonella issue with the with meat products in the U.S., but we have a huge issue with the uh, with fruits and vegetables and lettuces and tomatoes and things like that. And a lot of it is the runoff from the the manure from the the farms that are nearby all these fields that are still getting the salmonella and E. coli and whatever, but it's it's still coming from the animal product. Well, and this is where mm-hmm. Mark. He he can also draw on, on his years of experience as a produce wizard uh, working at City Market because I'm because you've told me like the number of times like oh shit we got a recall on spinach or something because oh yeah, yeah and that yeah spinach uh, romaine lettuce yeah anything yeah uh, um, cantaloupes are terrible for listeria they just <laughs> no yeah get it. just get all these horrible things and, so yeah. I mean yeah on on the one hand it's nice that. Uh, we have this reliable, or at least more reliable, because there's still things like drought. But hey, here's this like food source that we can like 
generally depend on. Yeah. Uh, but then it is. It's this other Pandora's box of all this other shit that. Yeah. That was a problem, yeah, 10,000 years ago and then is continues to be a problem in some, some ways today. You know, in Ayurvedic medicine as well, they talk about like eating seasonally. Yeah. What's, like what's in season mm-hmm. is what you eat yeah. and then eating locally. So, you know, with Mark living in Colorado and in southern Colorado, which is a, its own environment or what did I say earlier? Climate shit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Technical terms. I'm an Adam State graduate. Um, so, but... but you, <laughs> Actually, all of us are. Drink. Yeah, I ever had drink. Drink. Oh, cheers. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing coasters. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> uh, no, like like eating seasonally and mixing oh, up right, your diet right. to and, not just yeah. Yeah, having... and eating what's what's um natural to the area. So, like in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. you have all these fruits and all these vegetables and um these blue zones that have become a talking point. Mm. You know, a lot and in um. Okay. I think like Costa Rica, there's seven of them in the world. Anyway, a lot of it has to do with agriculturally eating what is uh, grows naturally in your environment, in your land, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's what you eat. So if potatoes naturally grow this time of year, and yeah, like when yeah, that's like what you eat then, and if when a thing ripens and harvests, right, eat, eat that. Yeah. Yeah, and if you go out and there's like wild berries or whatever, like that's what you were eating. And so in the summer, you probably eat lighter with like berries and whatever, and, and maybe some meats. I don't know. And then when they're hibernating, which I heard recently, that's a myth of animals hibernating. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I. Anyway, the point is, you're you're probably not eating as much meat in the winter because you're. In hibernation kind of mode yourself, and so you're yeah. eating more potatoes or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, things th- yeah. things that will store and keep yeah. through the cold winter months. But yeah. now we just have... You can have it any time of year you want. You yeah. just maybe pay a little more, yeah. and you get it on discount well, the, different uh, times of year, but... Yeah, yeah. and it, like even this is just something that the Mrs. Wizard and, and I were talking about. Like, it's only since moving to Ohio that, like, I get, like, strawberries or blueberries or something like that. And, like, they actually, like, are sweet, and they taste, oh. they taste like I, they, they taste like the blueberry candy tells me they should take, taste like. Okay, now that's a problem. <laughs> but yeah, but that's <laughs> also, like, yeah, that's also like... a thing too. But, but it is. And so th- there is, yes, on, on the one hand, and this is also right, yeah. due to like the modern, the, yeah, the miracles of living in the modern age. The, yeah, I can get blueberries any time of year. Uh, but at what cost? Mm. At what cost? Well, I mean, you get watermelon in January. What the no, hell yeah, and you even specific like you've shared so many stories with me, like having to deal with like shitty customers. Like, I got a watermelon last week, and it was and it tasted terrible. And you said like, yeah, because it's not watermelon season. <laughs> Is that what you tell them, Mark? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, straight up, yeah, yeah, Lindsay. I was a produce manager for like three years, um, and people just didn't understand what seasonal. And it was amazing because it was people in like their sixties. I'm like. One time I yelled at a lady, I'm like, you remember what it's like to have seasons, right? (laughs) And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, when's the, when, when you think back to when you were a kid a million years ago, when did you ever get peaches in January? Right. And I saw like the recognition and then she went and, you know, talked to the store manager about what a piece of shit I was, but God damn it. I reached that old bitch. And if you can reach one, then you can reach them all. It's one at a time. You're doing God's work. Well, and that is also, that, that will be tying into, I guess, like the moral of this episode or like the theme that, that I'm ultimately, ultimately driving at is that 
yeah, just how disassociated we are from like food production now. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, you, you get this, this 60 year old woman who just has grown up with the comforts of having like a modern supermarket and refrigerated shipping uh, and forgetting that like, no way you don't buy peaches this, this time of year. And I mean, not even to like, this is also the other, like, like well understood, almost like stereotype now, like, like you go find like a like a Gen Z Zoomer and ask them like, yeah, where does chicken come from? And they say, the grocery store. Oh my God. And, and you're like, well, yeah, but what is it? Well, it's chicken. Wait, you mean like the animal? Wait, the chicken meat is the chicken animal too? They don't even understand what's like, not even the same thing about like the difference between like steak and cow or like hamburger and cow. Like even when it's called the same fucking thing, they still don't know. They're just so, <laughs> they, 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 they just... There was that deal a couple years ago out in England. They did that big survey, and people thought milk came out of, like... Yeah. (laughs) What? Right. I mean, mine... Yeah, this was... A couple years ago, they did this big, you know, survey, like, people in England. And they're like, where does your food come from? And they just had them answer questions like, where does milk come from? They're like, oh, it it comes out of wheat. (laughs) Well, no, that's beer. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, they come from almonds, but, yeah. Well, yeah, well, but... uh, Also, and and then that... But at least that makes some sense. But, like, no one's drinking, I guess you get oat milk. Yeah, no, I get what you're They're saying. They're straight up That's... thinking, like, cow milk is, and it's, it's, no, it's what you're saying, Josh. There's a disconnect and nobody right. understands. Like, well, because they're just used to, like, These kids demand. today. Well, yeah, like, these kids today. These yeah. kids, these, these kids today. These damn kids today. <laughs> Goddamn, yeah. Well, and, and also even specifically, like, going back to the meat. Like, yeah, like, either this chicken breast or this uh, ground beef or whatever, it comes to you in this nice, like, clean, mm-hmm. sanitized package that's nice and cool versus, like, the real bloody, like, literally, the real, the real bloody and shitty work that, like, goes into butchering. Yes. And, like, like, they're just completely... Because yeah. you don't have the butcher anymore. Like, you would say, yeah. like, you know, mom would be like, go to the... In, in Cleveland, we have this thing called the farmer's market. The farmer's market. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, only Cleveland has this. This is, this is groundbreaking. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's called the West Side Market. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's huge. And, and my mom would kind of freak out going through there because you would have, like, the pig's head and the feet. And mm-hmm. they had all of the parts of it. It's since kind of grown out of that um, that state. But but that's where you went. Like, they would. what would you like? And they're chopping it with a big old, yeah. you know, butcher's. And and, and and I'm sure that that is like the tastiest, most delicious oh, cuts. That's why when I first moved to Colorado off the farm and I had a filet mignon, I remember Christine and I, we were <laughs> roomies together. <laughs> and I was so disgusted by the meat. And, I, and I'm not a big meat eater to this day. And people think it's for animal rights reasons or, or whatever. And it's, it's a combination of, of a lot of things now. But primarily because it doesn't taste as yeah, good. Yeah, it just like, tastes horrible. It tastes like shit. Like, I like the eggs from the farm. You crack it open. Mm-hmm. It's bright orange. You eat a piece of meat. You can yeah. taste the flavor, the meat of it. I can taste the chemical yeah. in meat. Like, I like my meat pure, man. Like, like... give me that good meat. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, can I order your uh, finest ribeye? Uh, can I have that cooked medium? And uh, just a little extra antibiotics, please. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Just a little... Just a just a little HGH or, or yeah 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 just a little growth hormone uh, dipping sauce. Yeah, on, hold the GMO on the corn, please. <laughs> corn feeding, thank you. But we just did that naturally. Great, like my dad didn't say, yeah. we're not going to do this." It was just how we raised the cattle mm-hmm. and raised the 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 pigs. And nowadays, it's like 
well, we intentionally like right, yeah, like intentional farming, yeah yeah, 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 and it's it's so odd to me. We're picking up a like like Mark in the produce section for me picking up a tomato at the store. I understand there's a, a wide. This is another thing. A lot of people don't understand. There's so many varieties of fruits yeah, and vegetables. Yeah, right. Yeah, they so just think like, this tomato is shit. A tomato. You're like, it's not. It's it's a different strand of freaking tomato, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. but but they are different from like the homegrown now even to, to what you get in the store because they they're waxy they're coated with things mm. they're 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 made to look like super bright and red correct. and appealing and, and not enlarged yeah and huge yep. yeah yep, 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 yep. yeah so just like the boys these days <laughs> another topic another another, to- another topic <laughs> oh that's too good well yeah, so yes I, I think i think what i'm hearing here in this sort of Im- impromptu discussion is that yes we we need to get back to basics we need to like Take a minute and be like, okay, enough of this like factory scale, industrial scale farming, these like gross feedlots that take up entire states of Kansas and Nebraska, corn as far as the eye can see. No, like let's get let's get back to basics. And let's and, and so maybe wouldn't you know it, hey, there are some ancient authors who have written about this, and maybe they have a thing to tell us. If oh we, shit! Did I get us off topic? I no, just no, over. you did this not. Is a, what is this? No, by the way, no, this, this is, is perfect. Amazing. This well, is... yeah, this is like my kind no, of. What no. is this thing called? A second monitor. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Mark. Fuck you, Josh. No. Fuck you, Christine. In the background for laughing. No, it's okay. No, it's Let's okay. Carry on. But, but this monitor is very unique. It, you, well, yeah. It's oh, just, you have it turned sideways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's just rotated ninety degrees. But, 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 but yes, I think. I think this is brilliant, Mark. We have to keep this in because Christina's losing I, I, her shit. I, Lindsay's like, fuck all of you. Yeah, I still think it's... I think you should post a picture with this because I think that people would vote that I. it looks like well, something maybe, you would buy specially for... Maybe uh, when we... Yeah, no. It's just turned sideways. Is this her, yeah, it is. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I guess a quick maybe update on our uh, cups and chal- in ch- chalices. Chalices. That's it. Lindsay sticking with lunar harvest. Oh my God, lunar harvest. It's called lunar harvest. Yeah, it's called lunar harvest. The moon. The moon. The mo- oh harvest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Delayed response. Delayed response. That's what it. That's what we're doing. I'm uh, smarter than I sound, people. No, no you're, yeah. you're good. Uh, yeah. Mark, how about you, man? What What are you sticking with? Oh, I'm switching it up. Um, oh, we're nice. talking about all this, like good bioengineering and all you know the like found fundamentals of agriculture. So, I took um, something made from the uh, juniper plant. You might know it as oh. gin, yeah. and I stuck Ooh. it in something called a Red Bull that is of the <gasps> Juneberry variety. Oh, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> I can't drink any more raspberry wheat. I'm already. <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm so damn old. I just can't drink wheat beers anymore. I don't know what. No, it is. is. Yeah, it is super, super filling. You feel all bloated. Yeah, I'm. No, I, so I understand. The, the juniper plant aren't they prevalent in Canyon City, just north of you? Don't they have like a ton of juniper plants? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they? You, they because they they have a lot of jails in Canyon City. This is Canyon also City, true. Prisons and, and whatnot. I feel like they they could do something with like harvesting of the junipers. <laughs> pods. I don't call know. It, trees, call it. Trees. And, Prison gin? Toilet <laughs> wine? Toilet gin? Toilet gin. Toilet like, gin. maybe it's already a thing and people are, like, well, the, sneaking Juno. Call it Juno? Oh, oh Juno. there you go. Old Juno. Old Juno. There we Let's go. Let's get Blake Shelton in on this. I feel like he'd throw, <laughs> he'd throw a dollar or two on it. Well, I was also... <laughs> I had also heard a lot too, like yeah, for the valley and all the potatoes growing there. I'd have people say like, why don't, why isn't there like a blossoming vodka yes. business there? And I think there was a distillery, right? So like just kind of by 
like Mosca, right? Isn't it like some like San Luis Valley Distillery, super or, or original that name? Sounds right. Yeah. Like I, th- I think they're I think they're starting it. But. And gluten that's gluten free. And it's gluten free, which is like yeah. in vogue. And potato. Yes. What's going on? I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess we gotta. With all the goddamn Mormons, man, what do you and, want? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Enough said there. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> damn it! Restrictions. Damn it, restrictions. Uh, well. It sounds like we're coming up with some really good ideas, and like I mentioned just a minute ago, we have we also have thousands of years of tradition that also may help in the agricultural arts, uh, provided we get past this other recurring theme of a lot of misogyny. <laughs> but but again, this is a classical world that that's hand in hand. With I'm unfazed by it. It just seems yeah. like you said, like this feels normal. No, it is. It's yeah, just you live kind of... in Florida. You're you. This is old hat to you. <laughs> no, literally, I'm just like. I am just here to be the side piece. No problem. Just whatever you guys need. I know nothing. No, no, you've been, you've Florida. been, you, you, you've been contributing lots and I would love to hear because I, I mean, between Mark and Lindsay, I definitely am the most city slicker. Uh, I, I have, I have the least amount of knowledge here. And so I'm, I'm curious what, what the both of you have to say. Uh, yeah. About what some of these ancient authors, what their advice was, uh, how, how they kind of framed things. Uh, because yeah, I, I I just know, and and like so many other things, I think we have to start with the Greeks, and probably the most famous again. Uh, what what it, what essentially ends up being like the first farmer's almanac? Um, it is. It I is. forgot about the farmer's almanac. Yeah, I the farmer's this is almanac just coming up. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. It's always right. It's always right. It's ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Which is always in my book. 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Right. Um, and so this is, of course, uh, from Hesiod, uh, this Greek poet from the Archaic Age, about the same time as Homer. Uh, this is his work, Erga ta- uh, Kai Hemerai, also known as Works and Days. Um, so this is a very short poem, uh, but, it, but it sort of like takes the, uh, I guess, appearance of like a letter uh, but it is a poem, and it's written in the same verse as like epic poetry, like the Iliad and Odyssey. So we just, you know, finished Mark. We we just finished our three parter on the Trojan War. Um, so consider this like the companion piece. Like, all right, here's all this tale of like glory and blood and loss, and then here's how to grow uh, some 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 crops too. <laughs> um, here's how to till those dead bodies into the soil and really get a bumper crop. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yes, this is roughly around the year 700 uh, BCE, uh, so before the classical era. Uh, but uh, this this poem works in days. Um, uh, the sort of premise is there's either the narrated who is Hesiod or some other dude, uh, but the narrator, the speaker, is talking to his brother Perseus. Uh, and Perseus is like the quintessential prodigal son. Um, these two brothers, they uh, had some land uh, that they inherited. Uh, the narrator was a good boy and stayed and worked the field. And his brother spent all of his money lavishly, ran into debt, uh, bribed some judges to like settle this legal suit in his case. So the, so the wasteful brother, uh, Persis, is coming back and he's like... Hey, help me figure out how to like do this farm, this farming thing, because I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> and so the poem starts off uh, with this like diatribe against these horrible judges who accept bribes, because that's not cool. Um, and then it re 
it retells the myth of Pandora and uh, Pandora's the box. Yeah, the, yeah, the box, the the, the jar. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'm well, not, not, not with no, it. no, no. Do it, do it. <laughs> what is a uh, real quick recap for maybe people who are unaware? Uh, Lindsay and or Mark, jump in. What is the myth of Pandora in Pandora's box? Oh, go, Mark. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, there was this broad named Pandora, and she had this box, and uh, all the things in the world were kept inside of it, and everybody said, do not open it, and one day she opened it, and all the bad shit in the world came out of it, except for the one thing, she slammed the lid down and retained hope, but that's why all the bad shit in all the world exists, is because of Pandora and her inability to keep her box shut, which now I'm thinking might be a metaphor and more Greek misogyny. I'm sweating. No, 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 this is not the Budweiser hot seat. I feel seen. I feel personally attacked. I knew, uh, knew, like, the first half of that. I was like, oh, okay, I could have done this. But then you went on about, I didn't realize there was one thing left that was closed. Yeah, it was hope. Yep. And it was hope. The way you said that was so sweet. It was hope. It was hope, (laughs) yeah. But then she she eventually opens it up and then hope goes out. So, yes, all of the the evils that have come into the world... are, from can, her box? Are from her... Well, okay, if I can also be pedantic about <laughs> it. This feels a little Eve and Apple-ish, though. Like. No, it, no, it does. It does. Uh, and like I said, just the first of many misogynies to come. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so also to be pedantic, it's a it's a, uh, a pithos. So it's this, like, big vase. Um, but there's a whole thing about, like, over time, maybe it got mistranslated as, instead of pithos, like, pixus. Which is which is a box, which is like a little jewelry. Anyway, anyway, this is the point where Josh and I are no longer making eye contact. He's <laughs> like, all right, like nerd. Another way, where I'm like, Ugh, nerd. I don't know if we're talking about a vase or a box or. Anyway, anyway. Okay, back so, to the side monitor. So, <laughs> uh, so works and day starts off retelling the Pandora myth. It then goes back into the five ages of man: the golden age, the silver age, the uh, stone. Right. Isn't that the middle one? Stone Age, and then Bronze, and then Iron? I think that's yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and so we are currently, yes, living in the... Because Bronze I- ended with with Ajax and Achilles dying, and then yep. Iron became the age of, like, the clever men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm and... I'm learning so much. Yeah, well, this is this is what we do on the Two Wizards podcast. We learn from each other. We, hopefully, our audience... Uh, I have listened to other episodes, episodes, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah true, true. This is also I, true. I, but sometimes I listen, I'm like, I'm Googling while I'm listening. <laughs> like, what are they talking about? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but yes, also the 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 Iron Age uh, is 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 demarcated by strife and toil. And what do you what do you think this is the the Golden Age where you can just like wander around and like eat f- fruit fresh from the like trees? No, bitch, you gotta uh, like that Britney song. You gotta work, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you better work, bitch. <laughs> you better work, bitch. Uh, and you so want a you want a Maserati. <laughs> You want a honeycomb? <laughs> you want to You want a cradle of civilization? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want some strawberries? What's the strawberries? You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You, you want better plow, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you better rotate that field, bitch. You better rotate that field, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Great. That one could be taken so many ways. I'm yes. here for the rotated field. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so, and so. You may think like, okay, why are we telling these mythological stories? Well, it is. It, it is to contextualize what's about to follow. Like we are in the time of human history, according to the Greeks, where yes, you have to work the fields and toil and do all that. Uh, and so, and so the the poet is is, is yeah like chastising his his brother, uh, and he says, uh, quote, 
I will speak to you as a friend, foolish Perses. Inferiority can be got in droves easily. The road is smooth, and she lives very near. But in front of superiority, the immortal gods set sweat. It is a long and steep path to her, and rough at first. But when one reaches the top, then it is easy for all the difficulty. Best of all is the man who perceives everything himself, taking account of what will be better in the long run and in the end. Good is he, too, who follows good advice. But he who neither perceives by himself nor takes a lesson from another, he, on the other hand, is a worthless man. Mm. Which, advice to live by. Uh, and also, Mark, you'll, uh, you, I'm sure, picked up on the men, duh, on the one hand, on the other hand. So yeah, there I it is. Boom. Indeed. There it is. Uh, so yeah, like I mentioned, and I kind of spoiled this joke, but it was worth it because I had it written in my notes here. Uh, we are living in the age of iron. We're made to suffer, so you better work, bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just another few kind of notes here uh, from uh, uh, Hesiod about you know what it means to like start a farm from the ground up, basically. Uh, quote, Let the agreed wage for a man of goodwill be assured. And even with your brother, smile, but bring in a witness. <laughs> so he's saying, like, look, you're going to need other help to, like, get this thing going. But, like, all these laborers that you're going to hire, make sure you pay them well. Make sure everything is, like, not written in contract, but you have a witness to the contract. Make sure you're doing all that. Even if it's your brother. Uh, trust and mistrust alike have ruined men. And then, again, here, uh, listeners at home, here's another mark in your bingo card for... Uh, uh, is it misogyny? Uh, Hesiod also goes on to advise, No arse-rigged woman must deceive your wits with her wily twitterings when she pokes into your granary. I don't even know what that means. What that means, Lindsay, is <laughs> even though... She wants your this, grain. Yeah. Oh, she wants your seed. That's yeah. the plant that we're back to planting the seed, we, Mark. We're back, okay, thank you. So Got it. no matter how big her barn is... No matter how much junk is in her hand cart. I just spit all over it. We did it. Fill me up, Silo. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the box. We're back to the box. We're back to the box here. Yes. No matter how big the booty. You better (laughs) You better work, bitch. No matter how big the booty, do not be deceived. Uh, Don't let her take your your grain. Uh, Taking all the grain. Taking all the grain. Uh, Taking all the grain. Um, He goes on to advise, uh, quote, Do not put things off till tomorrow and the next day. A man of ineffectual labor, a postponer, does not fill his granary. It is application that promotes your cultivation, whereas a postponer of labor is constantly wrestling with blights. And I say, shut up, Hesiod. I know. I'm working on my dissertation. I'm writing. <laughs> you gotta write, bitch. I gotta, gotta work. Write. I know. I gotta work, bitch. <laughs> oh uh, but okay. But that's all kind of theoretical. Kind of like, uh, yeah, too too hypothetical. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to some nitty gritty. So, uh, quote: When Atlas's daughters rise, the Pleiades start harvesting, plow at their setting. So when you see the Pleiades rise in the night sky, that's when you're supposed to um, harvest. And then when they set again, that's when you plow the fields and you start oh, anew. so it's like seasons. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's just talking about the seasons. I'm here to translate for the people that aren't as smart. <laughs> well, also it's, it's in seasons. Greek. Yeah, what I'm huh. getting out of this is 
Josh, you and I are fucking inaccessible. Yeah. I guess I guess so, man. <laughs> Maybe it's good that we brought in like a like a like another a set of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh these are hidden forty days and forty nights, but as the year goes around, once more their lights uh appear when it's uh time to hone the the, the iron tool. Uh on, on the plains and for the men at sea, one rule applies. Uh, also for everyone who dwells far from the shores among the glens and riches, rich country. This is what he's saying. Everybody, if you don't take, if you have no other takeaways uh, from Hesiod's works and days, you need to take this away. When you're naked, sow. And when you're naked, plow. And reap your harvest naked. That's, that's, um. that's no like fancy metaphor. That's no like figurative language. He's saying when you're doing those things, strip down and work the fields naked. As somebody who is the hay truck, I do not recommend ever doing hay naked. But Dude, that's there's just so me. many hooky and pointies and like, like adjutants. Yes. Like no, like same. I've bailed hay since I was a child. I've driven the tractor. Yeah. I've actually chucked bales like in the barn to restack. Like my, I have things that go that can go in. Like yeah, we're also the Josh turned away and no longer making eye contact for the okay. audience. Um, like I. And you guys like, like, that's no, that's not okay. Why are we doing this naked? But, but Hesiod says, this is how you'll gather all Demeter's works in season, ripe in due time. So there will be no reason for you to beg in vain from door to door as you've come to me now. No shit, because they're going to be running out them doors. <laughs> be like, oh, that hoe is out there hoeing again. <laughs> like, we, we they, yeah, no door knocking needed. No sales calls. We're here. Let me buy some we are also too. a very nude people, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Greeks, they, they very much did anything important, and, and, and this is this is the takeaway. Unless they partied, then they put on their white suits for the toga. No, 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 no. Like anything important, the Greeks did naked. So, like the Olympic Games, they did them naked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. You gotta show that body off. It's a tragedy to miss out on it, man. Like yeah. When, I mean, I have seen Gladiator. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That sense. yeah, it does. Well, and uh, 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 300. That's why very... Josh doesn't come down here to record anymore because the last time we did it, Christine yeah, we walked in naked. and we were just <laughs> butt ass naked and she's oh, like, oh, okay, well. Um, well, because it's okay. also pretty, it, it can get hot in, in the think hole. Uh, so. It gets very hot in the think hole, yes. <laughs> I, I don't even know if we're talking about recording studios. No, so, so, so when, the, when the Spartan army was uh, holding off this vast Persian invasion at the Battle of Thermopylae, yeah. they all like stripped naked and like were oiling themselves up to look pretty because it was a big important battle. And if you die, you have to die going out looking no, your best. No, I'm, I'm putting oil all over my body so when that knife is coming towards me, it like slip and slides <laughs> to the next person. That is the only reason I'm getting naked and oily. Also to get a good tan. But like also outside of that, tan. that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Where do you so, think Abs of Steel came from? So you glance <gasps> off with up. the spear. Like, Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, are you no, 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 he's kidding. He's kidding. Oh, At this kidding. point, I don't know. I finished my Red Bull and gin, so I don't know what I'm talking so we're, about. Yeah, who knows what's next? I think I need something harder for the next episode if I were ever invited I, back. We However, have some Buffalo Trace. We have, we have some Buffalo Trace up there. But, um, this whole time. Yeah, this whole time. Uh, okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, we're off topic. No, it's okay. It's okay. But, but, but it is. It's like there's this idea of like the important things you do in Greek culture, you do naked. There, it's, it's also this idea of like fertility in many different regards yeah. 
Yeah, I understand the yeah. vulnerability yeah. of it. Yeah, so it's exactly. Wage, I get it. But also maybe, yeah, like wear some really good shoes. <laughs> this is also it's also what I'm hearing here. Wear some really listen. I'm not laughing at you. I just you're de- you're delightful. All right, that's all. No, yeah, this is a great this is a great dynamic. Please laugh. That's, that's, no, this is I, a great dynamic you don't here. Don't laugh at me. Uh, let's see here. There's also okay. So and then he goes on to and I'll spare you all all the details, but because he does get pretty granular about like, uh, uh, he says to uh, get get two oxen at nine years old. Uh, and get them at the same time so that as you're plowing, their strength will be equal. You know, you're not going off to the left, not going to right. Change your tires at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Rotate. Right. Yep. Yeah, doing that. Rotate. Yeah. Um, and he talks. Well, about... Well, you know, Josh, too. Not to beat mm-hmm. the horse again, but we just, you know, um, how how was Odysseus? You know, showing he was crazy. He had an exactly a, right. an ox and an ass, and yeah, they were different ages, following. and you know, they were plowing all willy nilly up the field, and he was mm-hmm. sowing grains of salt. So yeah, that makes nothing but sense. Yeah, exactly. Nothing but sense. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and and he ta- he goes on about you know like how to uh, how to bed uh, uh, grapevines and things you know how like the, the proper way for, for for getting your your vineyard set up all that too uh, and he also has some more kind of general day to day advice um, here's here's a, a Hesiod as you might say a proto Jordan Peterson figure quote. <laughs> Never pour and and I won't do the accent or I won't do no 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 do it do, no do, give me your best accent all right here you go Kermit the Frog all right here you go never pour gleaming wine to Zeus in the morning with unwashed hands <laughs> or to the other immortals for then they pay no heed and spit out your prayers do not urinate standing turned towards the sun and after sunset and until sunrise bear in mind. Do not urinate either on the road or off the road walking, nor uncovered. The nights belong to the blessed ones. <laughs> I feel like you reminded me of a character from PBS, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Like right no, up. yeah, he, he's a whole thing. He's a whole thing. But here, but, oh, but that here's was him, not you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Here, here's a whole other part here. And when your private parts are stained with semen indoors, do not let them be seen as you go near the hearth fire, but avoid it. Obviously. Well, yeah, because it gets hot in cakes. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wash your penis. (laughs) God. Always. 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 Uh, Like, that should just be a soundbite for your guys' show. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Two wizards. Wash your dick. Yeah, Yeah. wash your dick. (laughs) Two wizards. Um, two very clean wizards. Two very clean wizards. Let the record show. Um, he should give some other advice for for marriage. I just got a look from Christine. <laughs> <laughs> he also gives some good advice for marriage, or at least what he counts as good advice. He says, "Men don't go, don't even worry about getting married until you're the ripe old age of thirty. Um, maybe a little more, maybe a little less." Um, and he says to to find a wife. Uh, who has been menstruating for at least four years? So find, find, find. Oh, that's a quince. That's <laughs> that a quince. is sage advice, though. Like, because yeah. that's old for. <laughs> yeah, we got one. Yeah, like we got one. Burnt, but I've been holding them in. Okay, that's okay. Um, that's okay. But that that that's pretty old for back then. Yeah, right? so that'd be like you know, like eighteen, fif- seventeen. Well, more like fifteen, sixteen. 15. Depending, depending, <laughs> but but, um, but back mm-hmm. then, I mean, was I thought it was more common. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you, you can take that for for what it is. So so all of that is the works part of, of this poem. 
Uh, but then he also gets specifically into days, because there are apparently certain days of the month that are better for doing some tasks and worse for doing other ones. Um, so I guess this is also, he see it as like kind of astrology, maybe, I don't know. I'm so here for this. Which, yeah, also. <laughs> White so, girl so, drinking pumpkin beer astrology? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh, so, okay, so I'll run some of these dates by you and see and see what you think here. Uh, so, uh, uh, oh, also, just very, very quick before I, I get there, um, he advises, look, if you're at a feast for the gods, if you're at some sort of festival, some party, uh, don't cut your fingernails. Like, wait, like, wait till you go home. Do that. Do that there. Which I get. I, I think it's pretty good advice. Wait, why? Well, because you're at, like, a festival for the gods and you're here, like, cutting your fingernails. It's going to land in the punch bowl. Or... Oh, don't cut them there. Yeah, don't cut them there. Wait cut till them you're... before or after. Yeah, before or after. How many people were cutting their fingernails before this? That's I... what I'm saying. Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Or are like trying to show off? Yeah, or if it was such a widespread problem, like, look, guys, we have so many people cutting their fingernails at the <laughs> Bacchanalia here. We need, you know... We got to try something We're new here. We need to put a kibosh on this. Yeah, yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> we need to put the kibosh on this. Uh, okay, but uh, uh, so some specific dates, some days of, of the month to keep in mind. Uh, the first, fourth, and seventh are holy days, uh, as well as the eighth and the ninth. The eleventh and twelfth of the waxing month are excellent for mortal tasks: shearing sheep, gathering grain. Uh, especially the twelfth. Thought so far. Uh, I think that I would like to send these dates to my boss. <laughs> That's what I would like. Can I See? get this in writing with your signature? Yeah, right. It's like, look, look, I'm I'm looking forward to joining this team. I'm, I'm very yeah. excited about it. But here are the days I'm going to need to yeah. uh, shear sheep. During um, the waxing months. Yeah, the it's during the 12th. waxing month. Um, also, it advises that on the 12th, uh, women set up your looms and weave. Of course. Of course. Um, avoid the 13th of the standing moon for beginning sewing. But it's the best day for bedding in vines. So don't sow your crops, but hey, get, get working on these uh, grapevines. Interesting. I mean, to me, this would have to do with the moon. Mm-hmm. But that would change month to month. But anyway, right. let's... Yeah. So it's... I mean, it says like the first, the fourth, the seventh. Right. So yeah, Is also... the moon or like literally of our calendar month? So the Greek calendar was much more of a lunar cycle. Oh, okay. I think they had 13 months. Then this makes sense if it's based on the list. So yeah, it's more yeah, it's more Calendar. on that. Okay. Um I think this is mostly pretty good news for you and me Mark. Uh the middle 6th is a good day for a man's birth. So okay. I was born on the 6th, you were born on the 3rd. So like, hey, yes, that's sir. Yeah. close close enough for All works right. and days. Um but it's not good for a girl to be born or to marry. My anniversary is the 28th. <laughs> Okay, so, so far so good, guys. So far so good. Wait, Mark, are you married? When did you get... He's like, I got married on the he's like, he's like, oh shit, I got to change some things around. Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, let's see here. On the 8th of the month, geld a boar or a bellowing bull. What does that mean? Uh, Cut its nuts off. Yeah. Oh, that's when I was born. That's when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was born on the Also 8th. probably appropriate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like spot on so far. Okay. <laughs> uh, on the great 20th in the full of the day, father a learned man. So, every 20th, baby, clear clear your calendar. Uh, we got to father a learned man on that day. I'm so glad I'm leaving tomorrow <laughs> on the 19th. It's on the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am straight. It's the hair of my skin of mine. What's this? I, got, I have no terms. That's okay. I'm just glad. I have nothing to contribute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, also good for a man's birth is the tenth, and for a girl, the middle fourth. So the missus was was born on the fifth. On the fifth, yeah. And then you were eighth. Yeah. So Pop those balls off. And yeah. I'm born good. There you go. Uh, and it says avoid the fourth for uh, waning and standing month for eating the heart in grief. So don't be sad that day. Um, but bring a wife into your house after judging the bird omens. So if the birds say it's good, uh, that's when you can get married. So if they're chirping on, on the fourth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, chirping. If see what the liver walking. looks like. Yeah, whatever, whatever that happens yeah. to be. So, um, uh, okay. So that's Hesiod's works and days. One of the yeah, the first almanacs. Um, takeaways, Lindsay, is it stuff that you're going to pass on to your family? Be like, all right, hey, we have to change this operation here. Uh, well, everybody get naked. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that is 100% what's not happening on our family farm. Um, I believe in the farmer's almanac. Like, I do think that there is, like, they're so closely accurate. I mean, this you'd have to take, like, month to month based on, like you said, the like the lunar calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely try to visit the farm on like the first, fourth, seventh, eighth, and ninth mm-hmm. of the lunar because we're not supposed to do shit. So like, I will yeah. plan my visits <laughs> it's like, better and more accordingly. Yeah. To this. No, I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> clean out the chicken coop. Sorry, it's the fourth. It's 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 according to the the Greeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, no, sorry. Yeah, they would just stare at me. Like, <laughs> that's just easier. Pick up the fourth. Yeah, let's go. Um. What about you, Mark? Honey, can you put some pants on? (laughs) Yeah, there's too much. There's too much nudity going on here. (laughs) Um, Yes, there. Okay, so he's one of the earliest, but there's also a whole lot more, and I won't get into all of these because again, they they get really, really down to the to the nitty gritty. Uh, A few hundred years later, uh, Xenophon uh, crafts the uh, Oikonomikos, uh, which is again about not only, um, yeah, like agriculture and doing things like that, but also like the management of a household. Mark and maybe Lindsay too. Oikonomikos. Does that does that sound like another kind of word? Maybe like an English word. Oikonomikos. It sounds like you yeah, know how I, to say it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I double checked. <laughs> I'm kind of learning Greek still. I'm still way to call me out. Just passed to the Pass. next. <laughs> what about what about economy or economics? Oh. Yeah. See, I was thinking what... of that shitty ass Greek yogurt. That's oh. all I could think well, of. No, that. because because yeah. oikos because oikos, which is that shitty ass Greek yogurt. Yeah. That, that thick yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. That thick that thick yogurt. <laughs> Drink. Um, <laughs> yes, oikos is the Greek word for for home or household, and then nomos nomia means like custom or law or rule. So it is. It's like the rules of the household, oh. the the customs of governing of governing the house. Um, and so yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of notes that I took, but it would just be boring to to get into a lot of that. A um, couple hundred years later, and now we're jumping over to the Romans. Uh, Marcus Cato, Cato the Elder, wrote De Agri Cultura. On agriculture, uh, he wrote that around 160 BCE, and this I will spend a little bit of time on because I also want to g- gauge the yeah I I want to take the temperature of the room with what Cato says. Uh, he writes just 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 briefly 
Uh, and I'm also working on my Latin. My Latin is worse than my Greek. Fuck you, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> but he writes, Brassica est quae omnibus holeribus antistat. Which translated means, it is the cabbage which surpasses all other vegetables. So Cato loves him some cabbage. You can't go wrong with cabbage. Well, yeah, because if all these other foods don't have fiber in them, like cabbage. <laughs> well, and we he all says, know. yeah, and he says it may be eaten either cooked or raw. If you do eat it raw, dip it into vinegar. Makes sense. Right. It promotes digestion marvelously and is an mm-hmm. excellent laxative. He's saying it is an excellent laxative. Uh, and the urine is wholesome for everything. I know my poop. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know how to poop. Well, and also things like... Celebrated pooper. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and also things like sauerkraut, things like kimchi. Mm -hmm. Kimchi. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All that stuff. All that digestive health. All that digestive health. uh, Kato even goes on to say, if you wish to drink deep at a banquet and to enjoy your dinner, eat as much raw cabbage as you wish, seasoned with vinegar before dinner, and likewise after dinner, eat some half a dozen leaves. It will make you feel as if you had not dined, and you can drink as much as you please. Wow. So I think that's something that we need to put to the test. We need to oh. just eat a whole bunch of cabbage. Listen, uh, next get, time I'm yeah, down. Yeah, next yes. time we're down, we're going to clear out the store. <laughs> seriously, soak yeah. some vinegar in the cabbage. No, I think we should seriously try this and I think see we how much to. we can drink. Yeah, yeah. And then and then right before... Like, Let me know when you're going up there next time, Lindsay, and I'll try and like... Yeah, yeah. We you can know, correlate coordinate. that, and we can yeah. just like... Get shitty on fucking sauerkraut. And hit and hit record. <laughs> and hit record, it absolutely. Be, it might be <laughs> it might be a blooper of um, just the fartiest, nastiest, yeah, yeah, angriest. Yeah, like, we're just like burping and farting yeah. and like drunk yeah. on our asses. Yeah, you thought the baked be- the, the baked beans <laughs> seen in Blazing Saddles was you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, or even, uh, Mark, going all the way back to our episode on comedy and the Philogelos, um, there's this like ancient uh, joke book. There were some jokes about like people being stuck at sea because the wind died. And so they all eat cabbage to like fill the sails oh, again yeah. and sail back home. That's great. That's a thing. That's I will show yeah. you as soon as we're done recording I here, Lindsay. Believe yeah. <laughs> I believe. This is... Listen, anytime, if you guys want to invite me back and just talk about poop and farting, I am here for it. Listeners, stay tuned because we're going to record, we're going to wrap this episode, we're going to record a brand new one, Two Wizards Pooping and Farting with Lindsay. Brand new episode. One of my favorite things to talk about, sex and poop. It's very weird. It's very weird. Two Wizards, Canadian edition. Oh god! Oh god! Nancy never comes back. Nancy never comes back <laughs> after that. Uh, so that is Cato's uh, De Agricultura. Uh, there's also Marcus Terentius Varro's De Re Rustica, concerning the things about the countryside, the rustic life. There's uh, Publius Virgilius Maro, aka Virgil. Uh, he has another poem, again dealing with agriculture, called the Georgics, uh, because the word George. Lindsay, did you know this? The word George. No. Comes comes from Greek. No. This is 90% of the Two Wizards podcast is me saying like, did you know that this word is also Greek? So geo means like earth. So like geometry. Okay. Geology. Right. Uh, and then the last part, er, like, like, like urge, ergos, that means work. So a person who works the earth, aka a farmer, is George. Why are there so many King Georges? They're like working the people. 
Well, I, I, I mean, that's... It a was a holy question. name. He killed a dragon. He was a cool dude. He also, He's yeah. <laughs> there was also a dude who killed, killed a dragon a named George. So that's, that's, that's also part of it, too. that's how it started? Yeah. That's where we get the name George. Is like a wow. person, like a farmer. Another reoccurring theme is I tell the world you're welcome for all the shit you stole from my people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why I went to college. I just needed to be on this podcast. See, here we go. Listeners, just say just, that again. We're going to isolate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be our new tagline. Um, right. So, uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, and, and enough of all this ancient Greek stuff. Enough of all this ancient Roman stuff. And yes, there are also like a million years uh, in the interim. Let's, th- there's, so, and, and I also talked about in the Neolithic Revolution, a.k.a. the first agricultural revolution, things like, hey, uh, irrigation is neat. We should do more of that. Um, crop rotation. It's kind of smart. But, this, but the other one specifically is fertilizers. And I want to spend a little time about this. Because for millennia, you, you know, most of the world was uh, substance farming. Like you, you had to feed yourself. You had to feed your family. So you had to have some land to grow crops, to have livestock. And that's what it was. And then maybe, maybe on like the totally unlikely chance that like you have a, fur, uh, a food surplus, then maybe you can do things like art and uh, sculpture. And like, so, and, and, and that, was, that was the vast majority of, of, of life. Even getting into like the, the common era, even getting in through like the Renaissance, uh, even getting through like the industrial revolution until specifically, and Lindsay, you, you even talked about this before you, you even knew it because we've been planting crops for thousands and thousands of years and crops doing what they do is like pulling all those nutrients out of the soil, mm-hmm. specifically nitrogen, mm-hmm. like fur, like fertilizer is nitrogen. That, that, that's basically because, because that's, that's what plants crave is nitrogen, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not electrolytes, not, not electrolytes, not uh, Brondo. Yeah. For, for all the things that Brondo does. We're not it, spraying Gatorade. Um, we're not spraying, we're not spraying the Gatorade. Water sucks. Water sucks. Wait, you mean the stuff that's in toilets? <laughs> this guy drinks out of toilets. Uh, but yeah, but it's not. Nitro- feels like a callback I didn't get. Well, it's from idiocracy. idiocracy. Got it. Yeah. But that's all. That's all. <laughs> um, now. Our also astute listeners might say, well, wait a second, Josh. We have plenty of nitrogen here on Earth. It's in the atmosphere. Like, our atmosphere is like 80% nitrogen. Right. Uh, 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 hey, hey, Josh. Uh, we got tons of nitrogen. Like, 80% <laughs> of the atmosphere is nitrogen. What the fuck, man? Well, this is the fuck, Mark, is that the nitrogen in the atmosphere uh, has this very stable chemical pairing, uh, N2. It's... It's happy to just be N2 for the rest of its life. And it doesn't like, you know, getting split apart. It has this really strong chemical bond. And so the plants are unable to pull. So, yes, they pull carbon dioxide out of the air and then take the carbon and then release oxygen because carbon's happy to, like, fuck off from that. But they can't. But they can't do that with nitrogen. So they have to pull it from the soil. Uh, And so, you know, we had to find uh, things like niter, a.k.a. saltpeter. Um, when we were turning that into gunpowder, that's what we would use to make fertilizer. But hey, that's a kind of limited supply. And there were entire wars fought about like, holy shit, they have all the saltpeter. Invade them until, up until about the years 
uh, 19, what is this, 1909. And in the year 1909, uh, it just so happened that there was, of course, a German chemist. Fucking German chemist. Fucking German chemist. Yeah. Uh, Fritz Habe. And... What? And... <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a can we get a repeat on that, bro? Yeah, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one. And so Fritz Haber went to work. Oh, uh, Haberg. I thought you said Halla. Like oh, Holla. fuck. I'm sorry. Well, Josh, I'm no, no. That also. That also. <laughs> Halla for Fritz Haber, um, with his assistant uh, Robert Le Rossignol. I'm guessing did not French. Google that one. Rossignol. Well, because they're French. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And so Fritz and his assistant found a way like, hey, we don't need to rely on saltpeter. We don't need to rely on manure. We don't need to rely on bat guano, even though bat guano is really great and it's a great natural fertilizer. We found a process to uh, we, we pull in the we, we pull in the atmosphere, put it in a high pressure vessel. We add some heat. We add this metallic catalysts. And we can pull four fluid ounces of nitrogen from the air every hour. I thought you were going the Agent Orange route, but clearly you're not. No, yeah, clearly not. Clearly, clearly not. not. After that. Okay. And so, hey, here is a method that we can take advantage of all of this nitrogen that's in the atmosphere. And we can fix it in a stable form and create our own fertilizer just from pulling it from, from the air. Uh and the year is 1909. Shortly after, uh, the German chemical company Badischt Anilin und Sodafabrik uh, assigned one of their workers, Karl Bosch, is like, hey, check out this Haber process. Let's like ramp this bad boy up. And so Karl Bosch improved on this technique that Fritz Haber came up with uh, to, to scale up this thing to an industrial level. And so, boom, we have essentially like limitless fertilizer. And so the Haber process is this way to get nitrogen out of the air so we can create fertilizer, food yields, food production skyrockets. And if you look at like a chart of like the global population, it, it, it's around this time, you know, and it takes a while to kick in, but it's around like 2019 that it just takes off because there's practically limitless food now. Okay. So I thought we were going like World War II. I thought... World War Two, then I thought like Agent Orange. Well, thought... they also use this process for gunpowder in World War One. So World you're War not okay. so you're not wrong. Well, there. I was thinking also like <laughs> Holocaust ish shit is where you were maybe going. No, 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 like no. The, okay, no, so no, we no. didn't we didn't test this out. And... No, that was Ig Farben. They're mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, different different thing there. But but I mean, it goes to speak to the fact that like the the pathogens or the organisms that eat that like, like naturally in the soil, mm-hmm. these plants, these produce, the, the grain are naturally protected by the nitrogen, which keeps these plant eating, whatever organisms away from the crops, the crop eating, whatever mm-hmm. to the point of what you were saying, like the crop rotations, whatever. So because they're pulling so much of it from the ground, now these yeah, like they're the rest of the ecosystem. Live. Yeah, they're uh-huh. now coming in. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to say, okay, how do we put the nitrogen back in yeah. to prevent the crops from from dying? 
yeah, because yeah. these other organisms can now live. Right. The, 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 the soil has just been stripped of nutrients right. for, for thousands and thousands but of years. specifically the nitrogen. Yeah, but yeah, and it's nitrogen It's what they've determined was, was okay. Yeah. It's keeping the... All right. Yeah. So, so hey, we don't have to do things like uh, grind up bones... To like extract the, the the nitrogens from there because bone meal is also a fertilizer yeah. right. uh, in its own thing too. So so and I just pulled some, some numbers quickly here. So like again, just to give like a, a kind of comparison. So when agriculture was first kind of becoming a thing, again, circa ten thousand BCE, the world population was four million. Oh my god! Yeah, there were four million people on this planet Earth right as like agriculture was taking off. Uh, when we switch from BCE to CE, the world population is about 190 million. So, I mean, hey, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's quite a jump. Over 10,000 years. Uh, by the year 1700, the world population is 600 million. Mm. So, again, pretty good jump. You know, we're doing, we're doing some other uh, uh, technological ad- ad- advancements there. We reach a human population of 1 billion in the year 1804. That doubles in 1927. So the Haber process God was, damn. yeah, the Haber process was like early 20th century. It takes, what is that, 123 years to double. The next time it doubles to 4 billion is in 1974. Whoa. So 40, 47 years. 47 years. The world population doubles from 2 billion to 4 billion. And then it doubles again to our current estimate of eight billion as of twenty twenty two, and that's what twenty eight years. And I'm still single. <laughs> I don't understand. Good, good yeah. for you. You're yeah. not adding to the problem. Proud of you. Good job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you are doing your part. And so and so I and so I bring this out to to like yes, there was other things like penicillin helped absolutely. Having like uh, mutually assured dis- destruction from atomic weaponry, I'm sure that like kind of chilled out the number of like global conflict and wars and stuff. But I would argue that the Haber process, this idea of like here we have mm. unlimited fertilizer now, uh, yeah, you, you you see the chart just like skyrockets once we have enough food to feed everybody, and we don't have to be sustenance farmers anymore, or not not sustenance. Sub sub subsistence subsistence. How many PBRs have I had? Um, not enough. Oh, but that's not your enough. Pandora's box too. You know, like mm-hmm. right. You get this thing, and it's for better or for worse. But we're still doing it. That's what that's what my question is, right? Like yeah. like you said, like at what point is there a sustainability effort or a plateau of what's happening? And now we're tipping the scale in the other direction, where you yeah. know some might argue that because of these efforts and these chemicals and whatever. Our food's gone to shit, and we're right, over, yeah. overdoing the soil and, and, and yeah. destroying... Uh, this is the factory farm now, as right. opposed to the subsistence farm. Well, right. you I mean, talk about Homestead too, Josh, because that was right. a big factor too. Yeah, that was... A, so So I was. So I so I wanted to give, yeah, that, that sort of thing. But then I also wanted to, to, to briefly talk about, well, just us here in the United States, because clearly we're the only country that matters. Um, but Damn so right. So when... Uh, primarily English colonists, but also some French and some Spanish. When 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 they came to uh, start our, all of these colonies um, in uh, America, ninety percent 
of American colonists were farmers. Whoa. Because you needed yep. to be, because the year was, you know, it was the 1600s and 1700s. We didn't have the Haber process. So, yeah, 90% of people who came here were farmers. Um, and most of your crops went to feeding yourselves. But then, hey, maybe we get to export some back to England and, like, kind of make some profit. Um, and, yes, and I'm also realizing, listeners, I'm realizing I'm, I'm skipping all over, like, the medieval era and, like, the, like, serfs who worked the Lord's fields. I, I, I get that. If you really want us to talk more agricultural history, add us on Twitter and then we'll we'll, we'll follow up. But anyway, so when America first started, 90% of people here were farmers. Uh, and then, uh, and it was, it was basically like you would make a charter where it's like, okay, we're going to come here to this area. We're going to produce these types of crops. Here's this contract that we're signing. Uh, and, and and then slowly but surely, this, this little group of colonies said, hey... Uh, we're getting taxed to shit, and we don't get a say about this. No taxation without representation. Uh, made its own country, expanded outward, uh, westward young man, like I was, ta- like I was talking about. Um, and then specifically, the, the Homestead Act of 1862 allowed citizens to claim up to 160 acres of, quote-unquote, like public land, the government land, uh, at at a cost of one dollar twenty five cents per acre, or mm-hmm. forty bucks in today's money. I was gonna ask. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Forty dollars and wow. Yeah. So you could get up to a hundred sixty acres uh, at forty bucks an acre. And we mentioned at the beginning uh, of, of this episode, Lindsay, your 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 mom just just bought this farm that's two hundred forty acres. Yeah, she. I don't know what it is per acre. She paid five hundred thousand for it, though. So what's the math on that? Oh that's God, a, you're making me pull up. You're making me pull up. Theater a majors, so Lindsay. Theater majors. Yeah, Math's yeah. We're, we're, strong suit. we're two theater majors. Two thousand dollars. Two hundred dollars an acre. Or wait. She's not a theater major. Well, no, 000. no, no. But but Mark and I. Okay, so so you said how much? Five five hundred thousand divided. Five hundred divided by two. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's about two thousand two thousand dollars, almost twenty one hundred dollars an acre. She, I mean, so if only she did that, she overpaid. (laughs) Yeah, so if only she did that, what one hundred sixty years ago, missed it by that much. Only. Um, uh, And you had to agree uh, to quote improve the 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 the, the plot by cultivating the land. Mm. Um, There was an earlier kind of act. Uh, by Congress, uh, the 1941 Preemption Act, which kind of tried to do a similar thing. We wanted to we wanted us to expand out, out west. Hey, we bought all this territory uh, through the Louisiana Purchase, so you better work, bitch. <laughs> um, and and all that you had to be was either the head of a family or at least 21 years old. And quote never borne arms against the United States government or given aid and comfort to its enemies. So, so long as you didn't like, so long as you weren't treasonous. Yeah, you weren't wearing red. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did not participate in the January 6th uh, insurrection. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you're 21 years old. Do it up. Um, there wasn't any provisions about race. So, so that's what I was thinking. I was going to ask yeah. about gender and race. Yeah. Well, and, and same for women. Uh, if, if you were a, a, a woman if that was, yeah, yeah. T- 21 up, if you, if you had that money, didn't matter what race you were, didn't matter what gender you yeah. were, you had to, I think you it was like a, you didn't have the money though. And, and that's, race, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the rub. You also had, I think it was like a $10 like, uh, fee that you had to pay 
So that would be... It's a pretty tight fee. Like Yeah, so that... I'm just trying to... So that'd be, you know, maybe like 80 bucks, something like that. No. I, th- I think it might be too much. Uh, but it, so, yeah. So you had to pay like a little cost. But then, yeah, you could just do it. Um, you had to promise uh, that you would reside and or cultivate the land within five years mm-hmm. with, without abandoning or moving residences uh, for more than six months at a time. So... You couldn't just get out there and like do it. You actually had to like give it the old college try, uh, and it must be quote made for his or her exclusive use and benefit, uh, and for the purpose of actual settlement and cultivation, not either directly or indirectly for the use or benefit of any other person uh, whomsoever. So it had to be you. You couldn't like pass it off to your buddy. You couldn't do like mining. Ex- your yeah, like you. The the purpose was to farm. And it was your only res. It was your primary res. I mean, that's so yeah. similar to what homesteading is now, right? For and property. There's so much of that that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And minus so, twenty-one mm-hmm. year old and the cost. It, yeah, it, it is. Similar. It's your primary res- mm-hmm. residency. You're going to maintain it, um, not for agriculture though. That's what's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Because it was here's here's all this like un quote unquote unclaimed untamed wilderness, and so hey, let's let's. Because make this, hay while the sun's shining. Yeah, because to 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 this day, you get a, a discount on your taxes if you cl- can claim it as an agricultural mm-hmm. property. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Like we've we've lost so much of that farmland, or that agricultural in our country. Well, yeah, and, and I have some other numbers that I'll that I'll get to in a in a second ahead. here too. I swear no, I'm no, this is great. Right? No, this is great. This is what we do. We like feed <laughs> off each other. We we like pick up what the other person's putting down. So no, this is great. Um, there was also so. Listeners, you may realize, uh, 1862, well, that was before a really important thing happened uh, in the United States history. Uh, In 1866, there was the Southern Homestead Act, which was sort of redrafted uh, specifically to allow tenant farmers and sharecroppers, a lot of whom were African-Americans, recently freed slaves, um, to to give them an opportunity to become landowners in uh, the South. that one didn't work quite as well, darn it, Jim Crow. Uh, but 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 yeah. So I think that's also a big part of America specifically. Um, this idea of, of like yeah, getting your own. Well, and that's a whole thing with reparations too, right? Like forty acres and a mule. You know, forty acres and a mule. Yeah. Like 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 what it what it means at least at some point in our history, what it meant to be an American was to have your plot of land that you farmed, that you made a living, that that's how you provide for your family. And then we'll also see kind of how quickly that goes away. So, yeah, we start off in the colonial period. 90% of Americans or people living in America are farmers. Um, Following the Civil War in 1870, that number drops to 50%. Oh. So only half of the people in the U.S. are farming. Um, 80 years later, in 1950, post the Haber process, this is down to just over 10%. So because there's also this thing it's like free nitrogen, basically, we don't need as many people farming. And then, yes, there's also right. things like the internal combustion engine and we're making tractors and stuff. Um, so that helps a lot, too. So, I mean, I, I think that's one of the reasons why also America kind of becomes a leading global power at this point is because, hey, so much of our population is freed up having to farm that they can do things like make battleships and <laughs> Yeah, well, work in factories. Yeah, farming becomes its own industry at that point, where it's yeah, exactly. just like a way of life. Exactly. Yeah. Where now it's its separate entity. 
That is very interesting. Yeah. So, which, since 1990, the numbers have stabilized. So, 1950, 10% of Americans in the workforce farmed. Uh, since 1990 till, yeah, 30 years later, this has stabilized about uh, 2 million family farm workers and 1.13 million hired farm workers, or only about 2% Whoa. of the current workforce. So only 2% of Americans in the labor market, in, in the workforce, are farming. Which is just, yeah, that's also bonkers. Because like, yeah. Well, it's such control too, right? Like yeah. over what we're eating. We don't have a lot of say in it. Right. Not... Well, and, and, and I could even like. Well, not I... anymore, yeah. No. Like well, now yeah. with Monsanto and shit. Yeah, right. Exactly. All, uh. And then, yeah, all, all of the corporations that are able to, yeah, like control like what you were talking about, like what species or what varieties mm-hmm. get planted. Uh, I mean, that's a whole, that's taken away from you. We were talking earlier, too, about, like, just how disconnected and disassociated the average American is from, like, well, what does it mean to actually get this food on my table? Well, when you have people, like like Mark just said, Monsanto coming in, and, and like, when we were on the farm just yesterday, mm-hmm. and the random, like, 10 stalks of corn that were in a row on the side of the hill, who yeah. knows how that happened, but if you have a Monsanto seed... And the wind blows. Yeah, yeah you and can it is get planted, deep shit. Yeah, you had to like pay them a royalty. Are you fucking kidding? Like that's insane. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably pretty common knowledge now. But like, right when they donated all the the seeds to Haiti after the earthquake, or was it a uh, yeah yeah earthquake tsunami yeah. Something tsunami like something that, that happened okay. however many years ago, and uh, they donated all the the seeds and the crops, and then the the local Haitians pulled all of the crops out and said this isn't food this isn't our this isn't corn this right. isn't yeah. whatever <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the fact that they didn't know they were about to be bamboozled into having to pay Monsanto I think it was a year or two after but it was the fact that they were like this isn't it's like going to the grocery store and me going this isn't a tomato like I know yeah. what a tomato <laughs> feels right. like I know what a steak tastes like mm-hmm. they they just inherently knew right yeah yeah whatever yeah so it's it's and so now people are just eating fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and watermelon going, oh, this is, this is what yeah, it is. Yeah, this is the what six, it is. The 60, 70-year-old is thinking about it, but the 20-year-old's like, oh, yeah, I'm watermelon. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all with I know. Seed, with no seeds in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seedless, super sweet, right, all yeah. that. It's like perfect, yeah. Do you have any tahine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like turquoise green to like match their Tiffany's <laughs> boxes in their house. Like, no, that's not normal. Like, that's not... Yeah, we are. So, well, and, and yet, there there was, and and I've mentioned several times. I still have this little optimistic flame that burns in, in my chest, even though, like, yes, it is me against these like international global corporations. For for like a hot minute during COVID world, and like all the like supply chains were fucked. And Mark, you had to like deal mm-hmm. with that shit. Oh, baby. <laughs> there, there was, there was, well, and, 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 and even before that, but I think especially with that, there was this other sort of like, almost like urban homesteading movement mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, my local municipality lets me keep two or three chickens in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And like, here are these little containers. Christine, the, the Mrs. Wizard, she has four or five containers in the, in our backyard where she, where, where, where we, where we put some tomatoes, we put some peppers, we have some strawberries. Uh, 
and some of the other like quote unquote traditional skills like well yeah like pickling and baking bread and stuff. So, so there there did seem to be like a bit of a movement where totally. I and I think people maybe of our millennial because that's our cohort uh, maybe particularly where we we kind of understand that like oh shit yeah what is this like slop that is in the supermarkets and out of our control and we just have to so. No, fuck it. Like some some buddies and I, we're, we're going to pool our money together. We're going to find a local but, butcher, and we'll all go in for half a steer. Mm-hmm. And like that's our. And, and then when it gets slaughtered and butchered, we hey, there he is. We can point to that cow in, in the pasture, and then two months later, oh, here's like all this like hundreds of pounds of meat. Here's Betty. Yeah, yeah, from Betty. <laughs> so. I have some hope. I have some hope. You need that, like, to meet that's your goddamn thing. meat, though. I maintain, and I have maintained. Yeah. Meet your meat. Right. Well, yeah, and, and, and that too. Like, are you saying eat your meat or or meat? No, your meat. meat. As oh, in, yeah. good oh. to meet you. Yeah. You look nice delicious. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, you're yeah. gonna be so tasty, baby. I'm yeah. gonna eat the shit. Out of you. <laughs> and, that's like ultimate gratitude, also, though. Which it is, and, yeah. and that's and I forget what episode it, it came up with, Mark. But we were talking about that too, like this idea of like being grateful. And like having an understanding and like, yes, I have, I have, I have helped you grow for the last how many ever years when you had intestinal worms, I gave you the ivermectin. I mean, that's literally what Lindsay did yesterday. You're like, all right, Jack, you ass, get over here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Lindsay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Here's your fucking bread with ivermectin on it. That's a terrible party to go to. I'm telling you, my favorite trick, though, is my mom made some homemade bread, but any type of starchy food or bread that the other animals can't get to, when you put some ivermectin in the bread, feed your horse or your donkey or whatever steer whatever you're trying to feed that's my that's my trick for for anyone listening they're like we're just we're, we're just trying to plant tomatoes we yeah. have, you know but but when you are like the the yeah, plants that you guys have like there's so much satisfaction yeah, in that yeah exactly like, I and, this. well and we get to pick we get to pick what what variety it's like oh here's mm-hmm. here's this specific kind of cherry tomato or here's this like heirloom thing or here's these anaheim peppers yeah yeah it, and it is and it's some there's a lot of satisfaction not that we do that naked. <laughs> but no, but it is. Listen, it's, it's, if you guys it's, are going to start doing this naked, <laughs> I will start visiting more often. I'm just saying. Let's but yeah, but like, like little, little stuff like that. or And even some places uh, uh, in your backyard, you can raise goats. And like, right. and it's, I, so I think, I, I, I think and I hope that that's maybe part of it. Like, not that you're going to go out and like, not that you have to buy a whole lot of acreage, but like. No. What you have in your backyard, either get some containers, do some aquaponics or some hydroponics or, you know, get a little herb garden to start, you know, just just do something like that so that you not only have the satisfaction of like seeing this thing develop and mature and and, and then consuming that. Um, but yeah, then you have more control over it. You don't have to worry about like, oh shit, like they're out of baked beans uh, at the supermarket, oh, well, hey, look at, like, here's stuff that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, eat, like, like, ha- like, yes, chickens are assholes, but you know what you're eating for breakfast every single day. And eggs are great for you. Eggs are great so for you. So good for yeah. you. And, and or then... ducks, and they're yeah, fun ducks. to watch, and they're happy all the goddamn time, <laughs> and their eggs are fattier and better for you. Right. Like, they are. And they're better to bake with. 
And hey, maybe you have a surplus of eggs one week. Maybe like they were just doing work. Well, then go to your neighbor and say, "Hey, here's some extra eggs." And then and, and then they'll accept that with gratitude. And then maybe they will. Mm-hmm. You, we can like do it, do a like new bartering well, kind of system. That's how community used to be. And right? that's like, how community used to yes, be. Yes, it was. But that's the word we're missing here, right? Is like community. We yes. don't have a community mindset anymore. We all live in these houses. We all own our own lawnmowers. Like in a in a block radius there are 35 lawnmowers like yeah why shit. don't why doesn't <laughs> yeah. every like fourth house own a lawnmower and we all use it on a different day of the week or it's mm-hmm. so interesting where we have such a different like me um individualized mindset that um you know in cleveland when i had that house there yeah the guy next door i would shovel his his driveway or and mow his lawn and i'd have the bag of the fret he was from ireland the freshest tomatoes oh you've God. had them yeah like, i have that ever. and then we'd ha- i'd have my brother's eggs that i'd mm-hmm. cook with and i had the you know um that's just the surplus of zucchini from my dad's farm and i would yeah. shred it and freeze it and make you know zucchini bread or frittatas or whatever like mm-hmm. there's just we 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 take it for granted we take a surplus of food for granted in the u.s we yeah, just throw shit. it away yeah like, right why, yeah. why aren't we freezing it why aren't mm-hmm. we canning it why aren't we feeding our neighbors like it's just it's mind-blowing. It's We take it for granted. Because they're assholes. Yeah. We are assholes for sure. No, no, they're assholes. I'm cool, but they're assholes. Oh, like, yeah, I can be an asshole sometimes. But well, yeah. I'll share a fucking tomato with you. Yeah, right, like, exactly. Exactly. And so, and, and, and yeah, not that this is going to solve every problem of, like, factory farm stuff, but every little bit helps, right? Here's, here, here, here's just some other numbers. Just... To kind of put this in perspective, so 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 I'm, I'm getting these figures from a uh, July 31st, 2018 article uh, by Dave Merrill and uh, Lauren Leatherby from Bloomberg. Uh, the United States, the continental United States, has about 391.4 million acres of cropland and 653 million, so not quite twice as much, but 653 million acres of pasture or rangeland so just an ungodly amount of our like just like surface area in the states is for food um 700 or excuse me 77.3 million acres are the food that we eat uh there's another 127.4 million acres for livestock feed so the so the feed corn that you're talking about Mm -hmm. Lindsay. um 21.5 million acres for wheat exports only wheat that we sell to other countries. Um, Who's buying wheat from the U.S.? I, uh, pe- people. I don't know. <laughs> some some people. I'll look that up later. I'll look that up later. No. Uh, 62.8 million. Well, you know, like, what? Our, uh, pri- uh, most of our uh, beef now comes out of Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah really? It, 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 it's something like that. Well, it? And you would also have some inside knowledge, Mark, being being a former produce wizard, too. I'm, I'm sure you, you know some insider baseball about... Just what what we what we well eat no I'm trying to it. no because wasn't no I remember a couple well this is maybe better than twenty years ago but I remember there was a big push to boycott McDonald's because they were buying uh, Australian cattle oh shit instead I mean, of American cattle that would make sense to me yeah that makes sense to me which I mean whatever but like you know shit like that like no it's an entire global it's an entire like global cartel you well, know like yeah and and I I. Don't want to get too nerdy with the numbers here, but but I do want to also talk like kind of globally too. But yeah, just just kind of rounding out the the U.S. Um, uh, sixty two point eight million acres for for other food exports, 
um, 38.1 million for ethanol and biodiesel. So, and the whole like subsidizing corn is an entire other thing. But we have almost 40 million acres just for corn to like pretend to make gas to feel better about ourselves. <laughs> like that's... Yeah, who's actually using? Like where is it going? I, I, I just don't know. Um, we also import about 15% of our food and beverage products. 15%. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 30% of our fresh fruit and vegetables come from Canada and Mexico. I believe that. Avocados. Yeah, right, precisely. I'm I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, Okay, I got a story. I got a story. Oh, here we go. All right. So, um, so, what, this is 2023. Mm -hmm. This would have been 21. Uh, There was a big push when America said, we decided we were going to stop. No, 19. I apologize. This was 19 because Trump was still in office, I think. Mm. Um, But he decided we were going to quit fucking backing those sons of bitches cartel down in Mexico, right? So he put an embargo on avocados out of mexico yeah, yeah, yeah and switched it to the production out of california guess what can't fucking keep up with the production mm-hmm. of avocado it's california <laughs> shit like that and suddenly suddenly out of nowhere avocados jump from like 33 cents a piece yes! to like 240 and then and then you're in alamosa colorado where well, it yeah, is to, yeah, it is specifically it. one type of people and then a handful of white folks and the other section of people did not understand why avocados were so goddamn expensive. It's like, well, because they're Californian. I don't want these fucking. They're, but they were they they weren't good either. They weren't the same quality right. the same, of yeah. produce that would come as the ones that would come up out of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I remember Just they started like having that. commercials yeah. for it too yeah, right. to like have the Californian avocados and then the yeah. Oh Make but then, but then they like again. redoubled their efforts after Biden got back, or after like Trump got out, mm-hmm. and they were like, "No, no, no, it's okay. We're back to avocados out of Mexico." Yes, avocados. But they're from still Mexico. gonna be. St- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it was terrible, and like, but they were still. But then they were, just, you know, just as expensive because, well, you know, someone said they could be, they so they are. are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we're already yeah, at this man. party. Let's stick around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so. Fuckers. Yeah, of that. Fuckers. (laughs) And then of that other 654 million acres of pasture, um, about a quarter of that is uh, under the federal government. So they manage that. Uh, 41% of the United States land area is used for feeding livestock. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, 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 80 million acres are used for horses. About 180 million acres for sheep and goats, and the remaining 394 million acres are just for cows. So that is our that is corn and cows. That is that is the United States, um, right there. Yeah, uh, accurate. Yeah, it does. And, and Mark, you also mentioned briefly um, uh, some of the other because yeah, now we're in this globalized market. So never mind the sense of community that Lindsay was talking about. Now we have to do this trade across the entire globe. Uh, the largest agricultural producer by far is China, who makes about 1.5 trillion, with a T, trillion, well, I guess R2, <laughs> trillion dollars um, <laughs> in 2020. Uh, China has 10% of the world's arable land, but produces a quarter of the global grain output. Um, wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. They lead the planet in production of cereals, cotton, fruit, vegetables, meat, poultry, eggs, and fishery products. 
number two is India, clocking in at a mere 405.3 billion. So a third, more, more, or, or less than a third than that of China. Uh, they are the world's largest producers of milk, jute, and pulses. Yeah, I was surprised too. Milk. Wait, what's jute? Jute's like a, it's a... Kind of like a flat so fiber, fiber hemp. Oh, okay. Hemp, hemp of kind the of thing. milk, though, that's yeah. Right, yeah. I was surprised by that too. Hmm. Um, uh, the United States is third at three hundred seven billion, three hundred seven point four billion. We are, like I said, the largest producers of beef and corn, uh, but soybeans, dairy, wheat, and sugarcane are also uh, important commodities. Oh God, and commodities, not food, commodities. Um, yeah. We led the world uh with uh agricultural exports uh so we exported value at 147 148 billion as opposed to 33 billion nobody cares josh nobody cares uh california accounted for 13.5 percent of u.s agricultural production nearly twice as much as any other state and their leading products were dairy almonds of course fucking Mm -hmm. almonds yeah uh and grapes and then number four was Brazil. And oh yeah, and and fucking pistachios. God damn oh, it! Yeah. I pistachios. I have railed. I have railed on this podcast about mm-hmm. the goddamn pistachio shit. Yep. Um, this is true. Gallon of water per nut. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Out of California. Mm. <laughs> and then one gallon. Oh. One gallon of water to produce a single nut. Okay, yeah. now I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. And you do it naked. No. I've just recently heard about this. I was eating a handful of like almonds at work and one of my coworkers was like, Lindsay, you're like super into health and super into sustainability. Like, I can't believe you're eating almonds. And I was like, it's bad. And then almond milk. And then right. All the whole thing with almond milk is is you tell yourself, no, it's better, but is it? Uh, And then finally, number four is Brazil. Uh, They had uh, their, their, their food industry. It was valued at $135.8 billion in 2020. Um, they were the top global exporter of soybeans, raw sugar, and poultry. Now, some of these numbers make sense to me, though, because of the population. Right, yeah. China, right. right. billion India. people. India, billion yeah. people. United States, 300, what is it, 40 million now? Brazil's getting up there, too. So, yeah, based, yeah. based on populations. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess, yeah, one, one of the takeaways is... But the exporting of it is... Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. And... I, and, and yeah, just like learning to be okay with not having the variety. Like, like be okay not buying peaches in January. Correct. I mean, absolutely. That's yeah. to, to Mark's point. Like, that's what you fucking... When I was a kid, I'm 37 years old. Yeah. I remember that it was, oh, guess what? Peaches are in season. Or... Yeah, right. Enter whatever is and, in season. And you got excited. That's why you had apple pies in the fall. Because you would go apple picking yeah, in Ohio. Right. Like Because it was a thing. Right. Like, I mean... That's not a great example because apples are, you know, plenty. But, but, <laughs> but still, but, but yeah, it was still, true. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. what you had. Yeah, that's what you had and that's what you did. And so, I, yeah, I think one of the takeaways as we're, as we're winding down here, because, yes, also True Wizards podcast form, or, or True Two Wizards podcast form, when we talk about food, we get super horned up and can, like, talk for days about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I think... Hours. <laughs> hours. Hours yeah. and hours and hours. I think the takeaway is... Yeah, maybe, you know, be a little more mindful of where your food comes from. Have a little more say in it. Go to your local farmer's markets. Uh, support local food producers. Meet your meat. M-E-E-T. Your M-E-A-T. Uh, 
do some of the like whole three sisters things. Like back in like Mesoamerica, uh, they figured out, hey, if we plant corn and squash and beans together, that seems to work out pretty good. So get you a container. Do that. See if your city ordinances allow chickens and then just be prepared to like have have some chicken soup for dinner if one gets too uppity with you. Don't get a rooster. A yeah, lot of ordinances get... actually don't allow you to get a That's rooster. That's true. So... That's true. See, That's we true don't too. need no men. Okay. Don't get cocky. Yeah. (laughs) Touche. Don't get cocky. Okay. Just one. One also last little bit of fun here. Uh, I I will test. I will test both Lindsay and Mark with some kind of fun farm trivia. Okay. And or obscure trivia. Um, Okay. If a shepherd herds sheep, and a goat herd herds goats, what does a nethered Herd. Spelled N spelled N E A T H E R D. Nethered. What what sort of animal does a nethered kind of care for, be in charge of? Any guesses? Nethered, I don't know. Don't know, Mark, any guesses? Horses. Horses? Okay, that, that's a good guess. Uh, it's a really old-fashioned term for a cow herd. A nethered. A nethered? Yeah. Okay. Nethered. Okay. I think it's also mostly British, so blame them. Nethered uh, have I ever. <laughs> nethered have I ever. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, an apiist is another word for a person who takes care of what? Apes. Bees. Bees. An apiary. Do we have beehives on the farm? I'm a little embarrassed. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> also, yes, get get a little beehive going, because goddamn, those little guys need all the help they can get right now. What animal is the subject of cooney culture? Guinea pigs. Oh, so close. Guinea fowls? Guinea fowls, which th- those are on your farm, too. They are. are. That's why farm. I said Guinea hands. Uh, those are rabbits. Dude, guinea fowls kick ass, don't they? They're like the dumbest, stu- like <laughs> fucking Jurassic Park. They are so the funny. And they eat all the mosquitoes yeah. and ticks. And they're just like, rah, 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 and they like run around like, like wobbly. And it's so hilarious. <laughs> so like, I got asked, do your, so like, do your parents like put them inside at night or do they just like let them no. fuck off and do their own thing? Yeah, they do their own thing. Yeah, because they won't go inside. Yeah, we used to, we had a couple, we had a, maybe a dozen, and like, they would just like roost up on the uh, telephone wires. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy and, like, as hell. In, in blizzards. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just like chill in blizzards and shit. Like, I used to like pull them out of snowdrift, and they'd be like, you think they're dead as shit, yeah, you like, like pull them out by the leg, and they come back to life, and it's like, oh, hey, what's going on? It's like, oh my god, you're alive? <laughs> yeah, and they'd like run around 100 miles an hour, like nothing happened. Yeah. No, the Murder reason, all the snakes. Yeah, they yeah, were a fucking trip. The reason trip. that they're on the farm that my mom just bought is because the guy that sold the farm to her, he took all, you know, he was like, I'm taking all the animals. He left one of the donkeys. Poor thing, Jenny. She's now back to health. Mm. But he was like, I'm taking the guinea fowls. And my mom was like, okay, like, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he didn't, he didn't take a single one. <laughs> like, I would like to watch. That would be something... Have your That'd listeners awesome. come onto the farm. If you can catch a guinea fowl. Yeah, right. You'll get... Uh, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> you something, get a guinea fowl. <laughs> yeah, you should get a guinea fowl. That's it. Unreasonable creatures. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. They are. Not that anybody cares anymore because we were talking about guineas, but cooney culture is rabbits. Oh. if you breed and take care of rabbits, if you're a fancy... Ah, uh, uh. um, 
Okay, here's... Uh, so, because you both have experience with, with chickens, and, and granted, a lot of these are now dual purpose, but which of the following breeds of, of chicken are more meat chickens versus more laying chickens? So, meat or eggs. Um, Golden Comet. I've never heard of them. Never heard of them? Any guesses, Mark? Lots of meat. And again, I mean, you can eat either and both lay eggs. Right, but um, they got the big breasts, right? Or no? Those are a laying breed. Those are oh, all right, all right, all right. They lay in them comets. Lay in them comets. Golden comets. Um, what about a Cornish cross? Ooh, those you definitely eat, right? Those are meat, yeah. Those are meat, correct. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah, just bump. Whoop. There you go. Pop, pop. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is that is one of our many catchphrases here. Pop, pop. Uh, what about a dorking? I, I say it again. Is it one word? Yes, one word. A That's do- a layer. Dorking? I don't know. At least according to the sources I saw, that was a that was also a meat. That was also a meat chicken. Really? But, but again, because we had Dorkins, we had Dorkins. Oh. They laid eggs like motherfuckers. But I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, probably both. Uh, how about a Leghorn, Foghorn Leghorn? Those are layers, right? Now those are meat, aren't they? I don't know. Fuck, maybe we're bad chicken people, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> the, these are also these are also uh, apparently layers. These are apparently layers. But again, you, you can do either no, one. No, Mark, just you. You're the bad one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, what about a Plymouth Rock? Plymouth Rock chicken. Oh, I love rocks, dude. Rocks kick ass. Okay. Just saying, they they got the black and white stripes. Yeah. They're, they're, those are. Oh. Yeah. Again, those were layers for us, but we also didn't eat our chickens. Okay, so. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> My sources say that a Plymouth Rock is indeed a laying breed. Uh, okay, and then here we go. Uh, last sort of question here, and I think Lindsay might have a bit more of advantage here. Uh, no what pressure. What is the difference between a donkey and a mule? Oh, shit, I got this one. I know. Lindsay, go ahead. No, I, 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 I don't know, because I know, like, a mule okay. is what you would ride down to the Grand Canyon, because they're stronger. That is true. But I don't know how to describe, like, a donkey is more of, like, a horse breed, but I don't think I'm describing it, like, technically. So. Okay. okay, Mark, you want to want to weigh in your your perspective? Uh, mule is a sterile cross between a horse and a donkey. They do not reproduce, and they only last for one generation. But they get the best out of both characteristics, or out of both like parents. Yeah, well, the, yeah, and and oh, and, and and to her credit, uh, Lindsay was nodding along, like, yes, of course, that's it. Um, so yes, so a mule, if I remember correctly, that has a uh uh his his. Father is a horse and his mom is a donkey. Okay. If I remember correctly, or no, yeah. I, or I might have it backwards. I think it can be either way. Well, because there's also a hinny, and a hinny is the opposite. Where I think, okay, actually, I, th- I think, okay, fuck it. I just gotta Google it now. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't take notes because two wizards. Can see it. Yeah, two wizards. Always using Google. Yeah. Um, okay, because mules are heavier. And hinnies are a little smaller. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Petking.com. Uh, so, yeah, a hinny. Okay, no, I had it backwards. A hinny has a horse dad and a donkey mom. Um, and a, uh, a mule has the opposite. It has a horse mom and a donkey father. 
and it's also something too, right? Like, like the mom. Th this is so weird. Like, like the mother's characteristics are like their head shape. Yeah, they look. Or like no, 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 no. Fuck, I got it backwards again. The mother's characteristics are like the body. Yeah. And the dad's is the head. So like. Um, yeah, because this mule looks like a. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, creature. Yeah, this picture. <laughs> this is also true. This is also true. Um, you, but, but yes, and I believe hennies uh, are not sterile. I believe you can still have offspring with hennies. Oh, interesting. But mules, I just know that you can't. Well, so you remember? Yeah, mules. Shit, mules decades not. ago, at this point, when we um. Did um, urban legends, and we did a uh, Jackass Hill. That one that was the reference to our taking the kids to a state for forensics. Oh yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. I found that a uh, nine news story about how like, oh yeah, this was the this is the hill haunted by the ghosts of the mules who yeah. were just abandoned here because they were totally useless after the war. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, and it, it, it was Jackass Hill, uh, if I if, yeah. I, if, if, if memory serves. Um, okay, well, hey, you both, I think you both made for an incredible pairing on this episode on farming, agriculture, Go making team. making food, doing the things, being grateful, uh, all that good stuff. So I guess kind of final thoughts. We'll turn to you, Lindsay. Any any sort of last things that you wish to share with our audience? Oh my gosh, so many things, so many things. So, so, so um, yes, it, no, is, I, it is hard work on a farm. It is hard work, and I, I understand, but if, if we all did a little bit mm -hmm. instead of some of us doing a lot of it, that our world would be a better place. Truly, health-wise, mm. personally, like community-wise. Community, yep. Yeah, yep. and it, it wouldn't be such a stress, you know, on, on the farmers now that they have to rely on weather and different things, and it's just such an imbalance yeah. of the planet and the people and um, and my ability to drink delicious beer. So <laughs> right. let's get well, it together. That's a whole other traditional skill that that Mark and I definitely appreciate doing do, doing home brewing and, and and that as well. And then yeah, hey, anybody who wants to bring me farm fresh eggs, I'll give you a bottle of whatever kind of homebrew I have. Did you hear that, mom? Yeah, see, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Mark, and, and sort of sort of any any kind of last last thoughts or ideas that that you have. Um, meet your meat. Um, he who cuts his own wood is twice warm, and he who brews his own beer is twice drunk. Um, ducks are better than chickens because they're always happy to see you. And, uh, yeah. No, Don't you... mix Red Bull and gin because it makes you a squirrely fucking boy. Mark is going to be plowing the baseball fields uh, naked. Oh, I'm going to go to the gym right as soon as we cut. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm like half cock drunk. I'm going to hit a PR tonight. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to hit it. There we are. There I'm it wide is. Awake. Yeah, I'm wide awake. <laughs> you better work, bitch. Better work, um, bitch. I'm wide awake, bitch. <laughs> oh, wash your wa wa uh, wash your dick too. Yeah, wash, wash, your, wash, your wash your dick. Wash your dick. Wash your dick. Whatever country you live in. <laughs> and with that, listeners, absolutely, we we always love hearing from you and. and this I think this episode especially, uh, Mark and I would love to hear your your thoughts. Do you do some kind of like urban homesteading? Do you, do you have a little veggie garden? Um, do do you do you have chickens? Did you grow up on on a farm? Are you still on a farm? We we love hearing from you. Uh, we try to give shout outs as often as we can. And so yeah, please get in touch with us. You can send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, find us on Twitter at two wizards pod c one. We're active on Facebook. We're active on Instagram. Lindsay's going to like share a whole bunch of cool Heck yeah, I am. promotional stuff. Lindsay, are there any things that, that you want to share that you want to 
she'll I, get some new Instagram followers or something like that. Oh, I don't give a shit about the Instagram, but like, <laughs> if if you have any, um, speaking of homesteading, if you'd like to, to find yourself a homestead, I am a realtor in Florida. This is so, true. Yeah. So Lindsay Florida Realtor at gmail.com or, um, uh, what is my Instagram? Oh, Lindsay Jean Real Estate Queen. Lindsay Jean Real Estate Duh. Queen. Lindsay Jean Real get, Estate Queen. Get started on homesteading that uh, sweet Everglades. You know, <laughs> get them mangroves. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about like domesticating alligators yet. So hey, that's a that's a source of revenue right there. Uh. Absolutely, <laughs> people are actually doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and like you mentioned too, you're maybe you've had some other people, Lindsay, encourage you to kind of tip your or to to dip your toe back into the podcast game. Yeah, have. So if if and when that ever happens, listeners, you will you will be among the first to know because I'll tell you about it. Lindsay will let me know, and yeah. we, we can get this thing going. Uh, Mark, there are also a whole lot of other projects that that you're involved with under High Hammock Studios. What else can we offer our listening audience? Um, in a weird twist of fate, this episode co- uh, correlated with two episodes that are current and or soon to be current when this one drops. So number one, please go to I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, a weekly cinematic viewing podcast where me and my buddy Brad and sometimes you, Josh, yeah. and sometimes our good buddy Johnny, we yeah. fill in gaps in our cinematic knowledge and look at these movies that were influential and fundamental to us as children and discuss when do we show these to our kids. Uh, you can also find me on the Dangle Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill. Um, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a real, real kick in the nuts here, Josh. <laughs> this one is going with um, raise the stakes, the one where Hank gets involved with the food co-op, oh, and yeah. they start talking about like, wow, this steak tastes like steak. These tomatoes are delicious. <laughs> yep, they're organic. Um, that's that's insane. I don't know how you pulled that off, but I'm you pulled it off, man. and it, my it head is. has been exploding as long as we've been doing this tonight. Um, go check me out on those two shows or, or find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Lindsay, thank you for being here. You are always welcome. Uh, real kick in the ass tonight. And Josh, thank you, buddy. You really knocked it out of the park tonight, sir. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad that it all came together. Uh, you know, you know, maybe if there was more information in works and days about uh, cultivating a podcast, maybe I could have taken some wisdom from the ancients there. Uh, <laughs> and yes, I get it. I'm going to keep working on my dissertation. I just, I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, but listeners, thank you as always for, for joining us. Um, you can find me on, on, on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. And uh, yeah, we may just have to, I don't know. I'm we so can... honored that y'all even asked me to be on this. No, this is great. This was such a blast. It's so funny because I just had a conversation about agriculture and how it's fucking up our entire society on See, a drive home from camping with a, a good friend of mine a couple weekends ago. And I had no idea what the topic was tonight. And so you said that and I was like, okay, let's, let's go. go. Let's fuck it. Well, and, and, and yeah, maybe, maybe again, in, in the not too distant future, we could do, we could do like a discord thing. Cause that's somehow, yeah. it's also, you know, we, we can do it. We, we, we happen to have you back on because you also have, I think as a, as an orchid uh, enchantress, you, you also probably have a lot of kind of topics in mind that Absolutely. like could, could very easily be, be a part of a, a two wizards podcast episode. I would love to come back. There we go. All right. Well, listeners, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to have you with us. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And Lindsay? My name is Lindsay Jean, and I am an orchid enchantress. <laughs> and my name is Mark. Go wash your balls, kid. <laughs> Take care, everybody.
Good night. That was the perfect ending. <laughs> he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!